leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. From the era that brought you names like Chamberlain, Russell, and West. That's Chamberlain, he's got it! Jerry West made it from the other side of the mid-court strike! To the glory days of Magic and Kareem. And Magic Johnson is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on the brink of an NBA all-time record. A time where last-second shots were expected. Here comes Kobe. From way outside. Got it! Oh, man! Gets it to LeBron. For three for the win! Yes! LeBron James! And rings were handed out like candy. Here's Jordan. Yes. It's Duncan Dynasty with your host, Vera Bougay, and it starts right now. Welcome to Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bougay. And uh, this week I will be bringing you a live episode as I will be doing my first ever League Pass Radio. So I'll be, uh, I'll be doing this periodically throughout uh, the course of the regular season. Uh, just picking, uh, picking an interesting game that I find on League Pass. And of course uh, this episode airs uh, on Wednesdays. So I'll be, I'll be providing uh, the, the action on a Wednesday night. And uh, tonight, uh, I've got a, a really interesting game. It's uh, the 4-2 and two Utah Jazz going on the road and taking on the 3-4 and four Minnesota Timberwolves. Of course, uh, Utah finishing uh, last year and, and, and uh, making the second round of the playoffs, doing a, having a pretty good season, led by Rudy Gobert, the Defensive Player of the Year, and Donovan Mitchell, uh, the runner-up for Rookie of the Year. And uh, with Minnesota, of course, they made the playoffs and lost in round one to the Houston Rockets. And uh, that was in large part due to the fact that uh, Jimmy Butler uh, was, you know, missed a good chunk of the the latter half of the season. And Minnesota, I believe, at uh, at about the halfway point of the year was in the three spot in the West, but then fell all the way to eight and, uh, and lost in five games to the Houston Rockets. There's been a lot of drama surrounding surrounding Jimmy Butler this season, uh, but uh, but he has come out and, and has played six of the uh, the seven games that the Timberwolves have have been in. So uh, that is good good news for Timberwolves fans, and he's he's still producing at a at a pretty pretty good rate, averaging 22 and a half points a game, over five rebounds, uh, and uh, over three assists. But uh, there there still is that question mark whether he is uh, he is fully. Uh, invested in the team and if the uh, the chemistry has been hurt a little bit from from all those shenanigans if you if you didn't hear 
uh, prior to the start of the regular season. Butler was was holding out. There's question marks whether it was just a matter of uh, he wanted he wanted the full contract extension uh, that uh, that Minnesota wasn't able to uh, to put together. Uh, he might be upset that he's being outpaid uh, by Andrew Wiggins, uh, who he is a clearly uh, you know Butler is clearly the superior player out of the two of them, but Wiggins is making more. Uh, so that could be an issue, of course. Uh, you know, there's there's question marks with Towns and with Wiggins in terms of their competitive nature and uh, whether they are building blocks for a championship, uh, you know, challenging team. And and you know, Butler has has talked about how he, uh, you know, he is a is a competitive guy by nature. He is he is going to compete and give a hundred percent. And uh, he, he doesn't feel like that his teammates have necessarily brought it at that same level. Uh, so, you know, there, there is a, a various uh, number of things that, that Butler's not happy about. Uh, but, but nonetheless, he's been playing and been playing reasonably well. And, and Minnesota at 3-4, and four, uh, not, not a great start, but certainly, uh, you know, there, there are some teams, including the Lakers and the Thunder, who are, uh, you know, considered playoff hopefuls. And likely playoff hopefuls that uh, that, are, that are struggling even worse at this at this stage of the season. Uh, so it should be should be a pretty interesting matchup, and uh, I will I will be bringing you the radio play by play of all of the action. It, uh, it's a it's a fun way for uh, for me to to uh, continue to to keep that uh, skill active. I uh, I've been announcing games ever since I can remember, and I remember in my. Uh, uh, on my high school basketball team, I would often ride on the bus after games, and my teammates would have me uh, do play-by-play of uh, of some of the action, and I would uh, I would run it run through the game in my head, and uh, that always uh, pleased some of my teammates. But uh, it's it's something I've always uh, enjoyed doing, and uh, I'm looking forward to to uh, to doing it here tonight. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of my previous episodes. Uh, I did uh, an episode last week with uh, Zeeshan Zaman on the opening week for the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, uh, uh, they are a, a team that uh, is in the spotlight with the uh, addition of LeBron James, and, and they got off to an 0 and 3 start, and uh, have uh, ha- have uh, have lost their last couple as well. So they're a team that's certainly struggling uh, as we're we're getting the uh, starting lineups for the Utah Jazz here Rubio and Mitchell in the backcourt Ingles and Favors in the frontcourt and Gobert at center for the Timberwolves we've got Rose and the rookie Josh Okogie in the backcourt Wiggins and Gibson in the frontcourt and Towns at center so no Jimmy Butler tonight for Minnesota but uh, I talked with uh, Zeeshawn Zaman about the Lakers' uh, opening start a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I had uh, a, a fellow SBC alum, uh, James Trigger, and we talked about the opening night games of the regular season. I also uh, had uh, my the opening episode to uh, to season two of Duncan Dynasty. I had Simon Charon Gordon on, and we discussed our uh, award predictions. So if you haven't listened to any of those, I urge you to go check those out. They're all available on iTunes and, of course, on Spreaker as we're about to get underway. And the opening tip is won by the Utah Jazz. The Jazz wearing the all-white uniforms with the blue and gold trim. Minnesota in the all-dark uniforms with the, looks like, uh, some green trim. 
As the opening shot is off the backboard and off the rim by Mitchell, picked up by Wiggins, he'll throw it left wing to Akogi. Akogi will fire a three. That one's well off the mark. Rebound by Gobert. Rubio pushes it. He'll throw it right corner. Three for Ingles. That one's over the rim. Picked up by Favors. He'll kick it out to Gobert. Up top to Mitchell. Didn't hit the rim, so no reset of the shot clock. Mitchell will fire a deep three from the center, and he nails it. So Mitchell gets the first bucket of the ball game, and the Jazz lead it three to nothing. John Goble, Haywood Workman, and I don't even know how to pronounce the third person's name, so I don't want to butcher it. As Rose gets into the paint, puts up a little floater over Favors, can't get it to go. Rebound Ingles, he'll dribble it up the right sideline. Ingles dribbling with his right hand, throws it up top to Favors. Favors dribbling with his left, will hand it off to Rubio. Rubio gets a screen, gets to the right elbow, finds Favors on the cut. He loses it, and it's out of bounds. It will remain with Utah. Some protests there from uh, the Minnesota bench, including Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau's certainly an inter- entertaining guy to watch on the sideline, and if you've got the uh, the volume up, you can hear him uh, croak over there a few times. He uh, he likes to yell at the officials and at his team as the shot there from Mitchell's off the rim. Rebound by Towns. Towns with it at the top of the key now. Will fake the shot, throws it left side to Okogi. Okogi will get a screen from Towns. Now will dribble left, back to Towns up top. Gets pressured by Rubio. He's dribbling. Seven on the shot clock. He's isolating against Rubio. Gets double teamed by Mitchell. Throws it up top to Rose. Rose has got a wide open three from the top and he nailed it. Derrick Rose ties the ball game at three as we're just uh, about two minutes into this first quarter. Rubio dribbling his right hand, throws it over to Ingles. Ingles gets a screen from Gobert at the top, dribbles left of the lane, fake pass, puts up the layup with the left hand over Towns and gets it to go. Nice move there from Joe Ingles. Ingles averaging just under 15 points a game and shooting extremely well from downtown as Rose gets inside and finishes over the contest of Gobert. Derrick Rose off to a solid start for Minnesota in the ballgame. As here's Utah with possession, and here's Rubio gets a screen from Gobert, gets into the paint, throws the lob to Rudy, and he slams it home. Beautiful pass there from Rubio. Derrick Rose having, uh, you know, his struggles from the field, shooting just 38% from the field, but is averaging 14 points a game. Here's a steal by Mitchell. He'll kick it up, throws it to Ingles in the corner, finds a cutting Gobert. He is fouled, and he puts it in. And one for the French rejection. And the Jazz have an early 9-5 advantage over Minnesota. 9-18 to go in this opening quarter. That originally was a, a poor pass from Mitchell. It looked like Ingles would have had an open three. The pass was uh, to his right. He had to move and collect it, but uh, he found a cutting Gobert. It's always good to see a big man rewarded for running the floor as the free throw is missed. Rose with the rebound. He kicks it to Akogi. He gets to the free throw line, kicks it up top to Gibson. Gibson throws it right wing to Wiggins. Wiggins gets to the right elbow, pulls up from there. That one's no good. Off the back of the rim. Here's Ingles back for Utah, dribbling with his left hand. We'll find Gobert on the cut, and the ball was kicked. And it will remain with Utah with 17 on the shot clock, 8.58 on the first quarter game clock. Utah, if you if uh, if you haven't been watching uh, the Utah Jazz the last couple of years, uh, relatively methodical offense. They like to pass the ball around as a beautiful rejection there from the rookie Akogi on Mitchell's drive. Rose tries to push it back, and his pass is stolen by Rubio. 
Here comes the Jazz. They've got a three-on-two. Rubio finds a slip pass inside to Favors, and he slams it home. And the Jazz have an early 11-5 lead. We've got a timeout by Minnesota. So Utah getting a few turnovers and getting out and running. That's one thing that uh, Rubio has has done a pretty good job of for this Jazz team as uh, he's injected a little bit of pace. They still like to run their half-court sets and and uh, make the defense work. And uh, they don't typically, even though Mitchell averaging over 22 points per game on the season for uh, for this Jazz team, uh, even though he's uh, he's definitely the go-to guy offensively, uh, they, they like to, to distribute the ball and make sure that everybody gets uh, plenty of touches. And uh, nobody has, uh, you know, the defense can't lock in on any individual player. Uh, Mitchell leading the team with a 28.9% usage rate. But uh, you see a lot of guys, uh, including Favors, Exum, Alec Burks, and even the rookie Grayson Allen, uh, they've all got uh, usage rates in the low 20s. So uh, Utah likes to, to spread it around. That's part of uh, of Quinn Snyder's uh, strategy as a head coach. And it's uh, it's been pretty effective. And, of course, their defense has been extremely stout as uh, they are fifth in defensive rating so far this season, allowing just 104.9 points per 100 possessions. And uh, their 13th in offensive rating, the Utah Jazz, at uh, 111.2 points per 100 possessions. That's 13th in the NBA. So, uh, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see uh, their defense even get a little bit better than that fifth ranking. I would have projected them to be in the top two or three uh, at the beginning of the season. But the fact that they're 13th on offense has got to be a good sign for Jazz fans. Is If they can be in the top half of the league, their defense is, is going to be elite. So they're going to be a, a a really really solid team. I I projected the Jazz to win in the mid 50s and and be the three seed in the Western Conference. And the way the the Houston Rockets have struggled to start this season, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if Utah climbs as high as uh, as the two seed. Minnesota, on the other hand, they are 25th in defensive rating, allowing 115.2 points per 100 possessions on that end of the floor. Tenth in offensive rating at 111.9 points per 100 possessions. Uh, last year, they were in the top uh, top five offense. So uh, being tenth at this stage, uh, seven games into the year, a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if uh, they're able to push that back up. But despite uh, the pedigree of Tom Thibodeau being a defensive-minded uh, coach and a defensive mastermind, he has never really been able to get this Minnesota team to play much defense as the Timberwolves have the basketball going from right to left here in this opening quarter. Rose dribbles over the timeline, throws it left side to Wiggins. Wiggins back to Rose. Rose dribbles baseline, gets under the hoop, kicks it out to Gibson. He'll take a 16-foot jumper and nail it. Taj Gibson averaging a little over 10 points and 7 rebounds of all game so far in this early going of the season. Rubio with the basketball, four. Utah gets a screen from Gobert, gets to the free throw line, throws it left corner to Mitchell. Mitchell cut off by Okogi, hands it off to Gobert, who gives it to Mitchell, then sets a screen. Mitchell crosses over, pulls up from 20, no good. Rebound Gibson. He'll get it to Rose. Rose dribbles down the left side, crosses over on Rubio, gets into the paint. Gobert with a nice contest, but uh, Rose able to convert despite that and will have an opportunity for a three-point play. A little bit of an awkward-looking shot there. 
as uh, Gobert, as, as Utah likes to do on the defensive end of the floor, try to play more of a conservative style and make Gobert, uh, with his length, uh, allow him to, to fend not only the roller but, uh, but the ball handler as well. But that time, Rose able to take advantage of that two-on-one situation. He's got one at the line, and he nails it. So Rose off to a good start, and the Timberwolves trail by just one now with under eight minutes to go in this first quarter. Rubio dribbles across the lane and hits a 10-foot fadeaway going to his left. Rubio averaging 9.7 points and 7.5 assists as we've got a blocking foul on Rubio as Rose pushed the pace. So the Jazz with a three-point edge. Andrew Wiggins will inbound it on the far sideline, guarded by Ingles, and his pass is stolen by Rubio. Rubio will pull up at the three-point line, tries to kick it to Gobert, but Towns was right there. A poor pass. Now Minnesota has a transition opportunity. Wiggins into the corner to Okogi. Okogi drives baseline, looked like he stepped out of bounds. A lot of players will do that in the corner as, uh, when they try to fake that shot and drive baseline. They'll often take that first step backwards, and that'll be out of bounds. So Utah gets it back here. Rubio with the basketball dribbling at the center logo. Gets a screen, a double screen, gets into the paint, kicks it left corner. That's Favors. He'll fire the three. That one's no good. Rebound Wiggins. Favors trying to extend his range here in the last couple of years. Wiggins will spin into the paint, puts up a 10-footer. That one's no good. Fight for the rebound, and Wiggins knocks it out, and it will be Utah basketball. Mitchell dribbling on the left wing, tries to find Gobert. The pass was a little bit low, goes through his legs, picked off by Rose, and Joe Ingles will foul Rose to prevent the transition opportunity. So Minnesota will inbound it near sideline. It's Wiggins as Jay Crowder and Royce O'Neal checking into the ballgame for Utah. Utah does pretty well once uh, Crowder comes in and they play a little bit of small ball with Gobert at the five as Gibson drives in on Gobert, not able to finish it. Gobert's length affecting that shot. O'Neal with the basketball top of the key gets it to Crowder who hands it off to Rubio. Rubio gets a screen. It looks like he stepped out of bounds as well. So both teams uh, stepping out of bounds here in the uh, the first portion of the first quarter. Six and a half minutes to go in the opening period. 13 to 10, Utah retains a three-point lead. Rose gets a screen from Towns, drives baseline, and he'll draw another foul. So Rose very aggressive here in the early going and keeping the Timberwolves in this ballgame. So far, both teams turning the basketball over as Rose's first free throw is no good. Utah already has three turnovers, and Minnesota has four. So a little bit of a sloppy start to this ballgame. Rose 
lining up the second free throw. And that is no good. So Rose missing both, and Utah will try to extend their three-point lead. Here's Rubio, right wing, fakes the pass to Mitchell, gets it to Gobert. Gobert right back to Rubio. He'll drive under the bucket and gets bumped by Akogi. And that will be a foul. Akogi uh, has uh, has looked pretty good for a rookie so far from what I've seen, but uh, he, he has had some foul difficulties. He, he tends to be a little over-aggressive at times. As Rubio inbounding it to Gobert... Here's Mitchell at the free throw line, kicks it right wing to O'Neal. O'Neal will drive left on Gibson, gets into the paint, puts it up off the glass and in. A beautiful lefty finish there from the Jazz swingman. Here's Rose with the basketball, crossing over, gets into the paint, attacking Gobert. Gobert got him, but they're going to call another foul. Gobert can't believe it. I'm a little bit surprised myself. It looked like that was a clean rejection. Yeah, it looked almost as if, uh, if if Rose lost the ball a little bit there. There was a bit of contact on Rose's body there and maybe his off arm as he, as he went up for that layup as he nails the first free throw. 15 to 11. Utah's lead is down to four. Gobert, as he's been the last couple of seasons, one of the league leaders in blocks, averaging 2.7 per game, which is third in the league behind McGee and Whiteside. Rose's second free throw is also down. That makes it 15-12. to 12. The Timberwolves trail by three. 5.48 to go in the first. Rubio up top to Mitchell. Mitchell fakes right, drives left, puts up a floater. That one rims out. Rebound, Towns. Towns finds Gibson on the break, and Gibson will throw it down with two hands. Carl Anthony Towns showing his offensive versatility there, running and leading the fast break. So the lead for the Jazz is down to 1, 15-14. Here's a pass from Rubio looking for Crowder, and it was over his head out of bounds back to Minnesota. Towns hanging in the air and then able to get the pass to Gibson on that last possession. As we're seeing a couple of replays here as uh, the, the action continues. We must have had a, a stoppage here. 5.25 to go of the first. As Derek Rose with the basketball for Minnesota, he'll get it into Carl Anthony Towns. Towns backing in on Jay Crowder. He'll kick it out to Rose. Rose fakes the three. A beautiful up and under move, but can't get the finish. Rebound favors. He'll get it to Crowder. Crowder throws it left side. O'Neal back to favors to Crowder. He thought about the three, but Rose finally getting back into the play defensively, and Crowder lost it. Gibson gets it to Rose. Rose dribbling down to the right wing. Now to the right elbow. Now backing it back out towards the target center side. Rose looking into Towns. Towns facing up on Crowder. He'll put up a 15-footer. That one's no good. Rebound Crowder. Mitchell with the basketball. Gets a screen from Crowder up top. Crowder pick and pop. Nailed it. Jay Crowder gives the Jazz a four-point lead. 18-14. to 4.25 to go the first quarter. Crowder... Lost a lot of weight in the offseason. He looks uh, like a different player this year compared to last, where he struggled uh, with Cleveland and and to a certain extent with Utah, even though the Jazz played really well, as Towns taking advantage of Crowder on the inside and able to finish it near the rim. 
And we've got a timeout on the floor as the Utah Jazz lead is 18-16. to 16. We've got 4-12 to go in this opening period. There's a timeout on the floor. There's a player for, uh, for Minnesota that uh, just checked into the game. James Nunnally, player I'm not too familiar with myself. 6'7", small forward from University of California, Santa Barbara. Nunnally uh, averaging, in just four minutes per game, averaging nine points. So uh, looks to be a spark plug off the bench, uh, even though that uh, very well may be in, uh, in garbage time. But uh, if you haven't been keeping up with the uh, the early uh, first couple of weeks of the NBA season, it's certainly there's been a lot of a lot of storylines. But uh, but one of the more one of the more positive storylines, in my opinion, is the play of Kawhi Leonard and the fact that it looks like he is back and in great form, and the Raptors playing extremely well, uh, destroying uh, Philadelphia last night in a blowout and. I believe uh, they've got a 7-1 and one overall record, which is uh, second of the East behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Which, uh, they're another really, uh, really positive story. With, uh, with their new head coach, Mike Budenholzer, they're taking a lot more threes. Uh, Brooke Lopez has been, a, has been a pretty good signing for them, and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course, playing extremely well. They are 7-0 and on the season. Celtics chugging along at 5-2. Uh, at and two. They are in third in the East. The Detroit Pistons behind uh, some great play from Blake Griffin, sitting at 4-2. and two. Blake Griffin had a 50-point a game against Philadelphia, which I'll, I'll talk about a little later on. Indiana in the five spot, which is where they finished last year, at uh, at four and three. Philadelphia and Charlotte both at five hundred at four and four. Miami uh, in the eighth spot at three and four. And uh, nine through fifteen in the East looks uh, looks pretty brutal. Chicago at two and five, and New York at two and five as well. Brooklyn also with a two and five record. Orlando sitting at that same uh, same spot, and Atlanta, so a, a big uh, a big tie for ninth place. But all those teams not uh, not likely to be playoff contenders. Cleveland and Washington both at one and six. Washington off to a off to a brutal start, but uh, they they will be getting Dwight Howard back. It'll be interesting to see if he actually is able to to help that ball ball club. As Utah out of the timeout with the basketball, Mitchell gets a double screen and hits a free throw line jumper. So Mitchell. Gives the Jazz a 20-16 to 16 lead as we're under four minutes to go in this first quarter. Rose dribbling with the basketball with his left hand. Hands it off to Akogi. Akogi dribbling over to the right. Gets it to Nunnally. Nunnally looking in for Towns. Towns will get it. Guarded by Crowder. Big mismatch here. He'll back down. Royce O'Neal stunting. Towns kicks it to Nunnally. Nunnally fakes the three. He'll drive. Now pass it back out to Towns. And his set shot three is good. Carl Anthony Towns, such a pure shooter out there. Such a velvety touch. For a big man. Rubio gets it to Favors. Back to Rubio on the left side. He'll find Mitchell in the corner. He tries to hit Crowder on the slip. And the ball is deflected out of bounds. It will remain with the Utah Jazz. 
Towns doesn't get much lift on that uh, on that three-point shot. Barely leaves the floor, but uh, but uh, is one of the better three-point shooters in the league. Has shot at it over 40% the last couple of seasons. Utah will imbat it on the far sideline. Joe Ingles will throw it in. He gets it to Crowder. Left corner, three ball. No good off the back of the rim. Rebound, Rose. Rose will push it over the timeline into the front court. Will pull up left wing three, and that's good. So Derrick Rose continues his hot start, and the Timberwolves take the lead at 22-20. Favors with a basketball top of the key, looking for Ingles, fakes it to him, throws it left side, Mitchell. Mitchell gets a screen from Favors, will cross over, take a deep three off the front of the rim, no good. Rebound Towns, he'll get it to Rose. Rose pushing the tempo, thought about the three once again, now goes through his legs, guarded by Dante Exum, who just checked into the game. A beautiful dish from Rose to Towns on the slip, and Towns lays it up and in. So Minnesota on a little bit of a run here, and they lead by four. 24-22, to 2.37 go in this first. Here's a pass from Ingles. It's stolen by Akogi. He's got a breakaway slam, and he'll finish it. So we've got a timeout for Utah as the Timberwolves on a 10-0 run. They trailed it 20-16. Now they lead it 26-22, to 29-0 go in the first quarter. But... Uh, Last commercial break, I was talking about the some of the Eastern Conference standings. Looking at the West, Golden State leading the pack at 7-1. Stephen Curry off to an absolutely phenomenal start to his season. Denver doing pretty well at 5-1. They're sitting at second in the West at this point. Portland at 5-2 are the three seed. San Antonio at the four spot at 4-2. They uh, are tied with Memphis, Utah, and New Orleans all at four and two. The Sacramento Kings are, uh, are quite the surprise at five and three. I saw a uh, a tweet earlier today talking about uh, Buddy Heald and the hot start he's gotten off to, shooting over forty percent from three, averaging about nineteen points a game. The tweet uh, I'm referencing also compared him to uh, to Ray Allen and uh, Ray Allen's third season in the NBA. I think it's a bit uh, a bit too soon to uh, to compare him when you're when you're factoring in that Ray Allen has played uh, the entire season and put up those numbers. Whereas uh, when it comes to Heald, we're talking about eight games. But uh, certainly a hot start for him and a, and a pretty surprising start for the Kings. I'll finish off with the rest of the the non playoff teams in the West standings. Uh, at the next commercial, as Utah has the basketball here, going from left to right here at the end of the first quarter. Exum kicks it over right wing Crowder. He'll jab step three on Gibson. No good. A rebound Nunnally. He'll get it to Rose. Rose throws it inside to Gibson. We've got an offensive foul. I believe it's going to be called on Taj Gibson as he tried to seal off the paint and get an easy bucket. Thibodeau and Gibson both not uh, not necessarily too pleased with, uh, with that call. As Dante Exum running point for Utah. Grayson Allen also checking into the ball game for the Jazz as we've got a foul off the ball on Minnesota. Looks like it's on Nunnally for a grab. Here is Anthony Tolliver, the veteran, spread four. He's, uh, he's been a really good three-point shooter the last couple of years. 
shooting it at 48.3% in the early going, so keeping up that uh, that impressive three-point marksmanship. As here is Ingles in the paint, tries to find Ekbe Udo, and the ball is deflected out of bounds, and it will remain with the Jazz. Udo checking into the ball game. A little bit surprising to see Udo out there when... Uh, Generally, when Favors and Gobert are both healthy as Udo draws the foul on Gorgie Jang. When Favors and Gobert are both healthy, generally what uh, Quinn Snyder has done in the past is is uh, is take out Favors pretty early for, for Jay Crowder so they can go to, uh, to the small ball lineup pretty early on in the first quarter. But uh, bringing out Favors that early on allows him to come back into the game for Gobert and be the backup center as well. But uh, Snyder apparently uh, liking the matchup with Udo in this in this game against Minnesota as uh, as Ekbe knocks down the first free throw. He's got another one here to try to cut the Timberwolves' lead down to four, and he can't get it to go. Rebound, Jang. So Minnesota's still leading at 26 to 21. A minute 47 to go in the first. Rose with a basketball, dribbling over to the right side towards the target center side, dribbling with his right hand, goes between the legs, guarded by Exum. Gets a screen from Tolliver. Tolliver drifts to the top of the key, finds a cutting Akogi, who kicks it out to Tolliver, finds Rose. Heath puts up a floater, no good, but Akogi, excuse me, is there for the tip in. So a good ball movement there from Minnesota, and they get a uh, easy bucket out of it. Udo handing the ball off to Exum. Exum up top to Ingles. Ingles dribbling with his left hand, now dribbles towards the top of the key. His three's no good, but Crowder's sneaking in for an offensive rebound, but he can't get the layup to go. Minnesota with the ball now. Rose dribbling. Gets a screen from Jane. Gets all the way to the paint. Gets a bump from Exum. Can't finish. And there's no call. Has a lot of contact there. Here comes Exum for Utah. He'll kick it to Ingles. He drives right to the baseline. Kicks it out to Allen. He fakes the three. Gets to the free throw line. Now kicks it left wing Crowder to Ingles. Back to Crowder. Three ball is no good. Rebound to Kogi. Okogi finds Rose, who throws it up and finds Jang for the land. Got that over the outstretched fingertips of Ingles there. A beautiful pass and vision from Rose. Here's Exum coming right back down. He'll drive in and draws the blocking foul on Tolliver. As uh, Anthony and the Timberwolves upset about that call, he thought he was set. Exum forcing the issue there, trying to get the two-for-one, with, uh, and uh, it looks like he accomplished it with 32.8 seconds to go in this first period. So Exum at the line for two. First one is up and in. Tolliver appeared to be outside the restricted area, but uh, and and generally, if you're moving, he seemed to be moving, but he was moving backwards. And and generally, as long as you're not moving side to side to cut the player off, that movement is okay. As the second free throw is no good from Exum, here's Rose now on the left wing for the Timberwolves. As he's awaiting a screen from Jang, he'll reject the screen, drives left to the baseline, kicks it out to Akogi. Akogi guarded by Allen, he'll drive to the paint, out to Rose. Left side, Nunnally, he fakes the three, now he'll drive, avoids Allen, and finishes with the right hand. Beautiful move there from Nunnally. And the Timberwolves' lead is up to ten. Utah will get the last shot here, six on the game clock. Here's Exum with the basketball at the top, gets a screen, dribbles under the basket, two on the game clock, kicks it, Crowder at the buzzer for three, and he nailed it. Big-time shot there for Jay Crowder. Gives the Jazz a little bit of momentum heading in 
to the second quarter. But Minnesota going on a great run there to end the first. And at the end of one, the Timberwolves 32 and the Jazz 25. Going back to uh, to some of the Western Conference and the standings there, I mentioned Sacramento holding on to the eighth spot in the West as of now. Uh, in the nine slot is the L.A. Clippers. They're sitting at four and three in the early going. Minnesota, you know, the team we're, uh, we're watching right now sitting at three and four. Oklahoma City at two and four. I believe they started 0 and four, so they, uh, they seem to be getting a little bit on track now that uh, Russell Westbrook has returned. Uh, the Lakers... After uh, losing uh, their first three, then they won a couple in a row, and now they've lost a couple in a row. So it's been kind of up and down for LeBron and the Lakers, uh, but they're sitting at 2-5. and five. Dallas Mavericks also at 2-5. and five. And uh, at the bottom of the conference, very surprisingly, is the, uh, the Houston Rockets at 1-5 and five, and the Phoenix Suns at 1-5. and five. But, uh, but Houston is, uh, is certainly... Uh, it's got to be concerning, you know, the, uh, the the loss of Trevor Ariza, Luke Richard, and Bob Mute, and uh, and Ryan Anderson. I think has really has really hurt uh, has really hurt that team, and they just have not been uh, not been playing good basketball. Of course, there was the uh, the the suspension to Chris Ball uh, that uh, with the fight in the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers game. So not having him for, uh, I believe it was a couple of games, uh, certainly didn't help. But they have uh, they have not been playing well. And, you know, Carmelo Anthony, a lot of people talked about uh, the fact that uh, he, he didn't shoot the ball well last year and they thought he, he would have a uh, resurgence on this Houston team. But uh, so far that, is, that has not been the case. Shooting 37.3% from the field is Melo and uh, just 34.3% from downtown. He's averaging 13 points a game, but that's because he's jacking it up a lot and low efficiency. Eric Gordon, another guy that is really, really struggling for them, shooting just over 30% from the field, and I know that all too well because he is on my fantasy team, and uh, I'm, I'm, I pretty much have a, a daily debate with myself as whether I should should dump him or uh, you know expect him to finally turn it around, but he has really struggled and uh, their defense is, has not been good. As uh, I'll, I'll continue to talk a little bit more about the Rockets here in the next break. As uh, Starting the second quarter, Minnesota has the basketball going from right to left. Here is Wiggins coming off a curl screen. He'll get into the paint, puts it up off the backboard and in. Andrew Wiggins with a little right-handed scoop. And he'll have an opportunity for the old-fashioned three-point play. He extends the Timberwolves' lead to 9-34-25 as, uh, again, we're just 12 seconds into the second quarter. Good offensive start for Minnesota. No Jimmy Butler again if you're just joining us tonight. As uh, the free throw is no good, Crowder gets it to Exum. Exum now on the right wing gets a screen from Udo, finds a cutting Crowder, and we've got a foul off the ball on Minnesota. Utah will inbound it with 16 on the shot clock. It looks like uh, Butler uh, is out for uh, for rest, which is, I believe, this will be the second game he has missed due to rest, which uh, you know seems to be a little bit uh, a little bit confusing this early on in the season. As Exum dribbles under the basket, kicks it out to George Niang. He'll fake a three, 
sidestep into a three, and he misses it off the back of the rim. Rebound Wiggins. Wiggins will dribble it up to the left wing, gets left of the paint, finds a skip pass to, or excuse me, a, a pocket pass to Jang, but his 15-footer is no good. Rebound Gobert. He'll get it to Exum. Exum up top to Gobert. Gobert dribbling with his right hand at the top. Now hands it off to Allen. Allen curling into the paint, finds Niang left corner. He'll fake the three. Gets inside and a beautiful drop-off pass to Gobert for the finish. So the Jazz now trail by seven, 34-27. Ten minutes and 48 seconds to go in the second quarter. Wiggins will fire a deep three from the top and hit it. Andrew Wiggins with a big-time three, and the Timberwolves lead back up to ten. Exum on the left side, dribbling with his right hand towards the top, gets it to Gobert, back to Exum, throws it right corner to Ingles. Ingles back to Exum. He thought about the three, now will dribble into the paint. Puts up a lob to Gobert, and he finishes it. A nice move there from Exum. It looked like he was uh, he convinced the defender that he was going for a floater, but then tossed it to Gobert at the last second. Here's Nunnally with the basketball, dribbling left into the paint. A beautiful f- move there, able to uh, evade the defender, His shot goes off the side of the rim, but it's tipped in by Jang. Here's Gobert, throws it left side to the rookie, back inside to Ingles, left corner Niang. Niang's three is good. So George Niang with an assist and a three-pointer here in the first couple of minutes of the second quarter, keeping the Jazz within striking distance. 39-32, Minnesota with a seven-point edge. Here's Nunnally with the basketball, gets a screen from Jang. Good pestering defense from Grayson Allen. He'll kick it back out to Jang. His 18-footer rattles out. Rebound by Gobert. Gobert will hand it off to Ingles. Ingles goes against the screen. Will kick it out to Allen. Allen on the right wing. Will get a screen from Gobert. Gets to the free throw line. Left wing. Exum three. That one's no good off the back. Fight for the rebound. Gobert tips it out. Saved by Ingles to Allen. Allen will dribble into the paint. Kicks it out. Niang left wing three. And he hits it. So the Jazz getting hot from downtown, and the lead now is down to four as we approach the nine-minute mark of this first half, and we've got a timeout for the Timberwolves as uh, Utah getting things going offensively and uh, have cut into that Minnesota 10-point lead. It's down to just four. But uh, talking more more about the Houston Rockets, you know, uh, I mentioned the, the struggles of Eric Gordon and the struggles of Carmelo Anthony. Uh, and and you also have got to look at uh, the defense as well. I think one of the, the key reasons they were able to win 65 games last year was the fact that they were able to get into the top 10 on the defensive end of the floor. And again, Ariza and Abam Mute were, were key pieces to that defensive success. And uh, so far this year, they are 26th. In the NBA, a defensive rating allowing 115.6 points per 100 possessions. And their offensive rating, you know, for a 1-5 team, you're probably going to be bad on both ends of the floor. Their offensive rating has been 105.2, which is 25th in the league. But, uh, you know, you talk about some of their other additions aside from Mello, uh, but uh, a guy like Michael Carter-Williams... I think he's just been absolutely dreadful for this team. He's a horrible fit, and he's been playing off the ball quite a lot and uh, spotting up at the uh, the corners, and he's just a terrible shooter. And teams have completely ignored him, and that's 
clogged up the spacing for the likes of Harden and Paul and and all of and of course Gordon who is who has really struggled as well. Uh, you know, Harden seems to be the only player really uh, playing at a high level. He's uh, you know he's shooting 44 percent from downtown, 46.8 percent from the field, and averaging 28.5 points per game and nine assists. So Harden playing at his typical level, but uh, basically everybody else on the roster has has really struggled, and and the pieces just don't fit quite as well as they did last year. Uh, but uh, you know, with the talent that they do have in in Harden and Paul, and of course Clint Capella, uh, I do believe they're going to get it uh, get it turned around sooner rather than later. But uh, you know, I, I think the uh, the offseason they had definitely uh, really hindered their chances of competing for a championship and also, you know, getting home court advantage in the playoffs, which I think was, uh, you know, not only important last year, uh, but uh, I think it would be uh, would be crucial if they want to uh, dethrone the Warriors in the West to, uh, to have that home court advantage. Uh, you know, if, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt in the postseason last year, who knows, maybe having Game 7 at home would have been uh, would have been the uh, uh, the deciding factor. As uh, as we're back from uh, a commercial break here, excuse me. I uh, I said before the break that it was a four point game. It's actually six. Minnesota leading it. Or excuse me, no. It's uh, it's a four point game as Wiggins dribbles to the free throw line and puts it up and in. I excuse me, my. Uh, uh, the box score I've got on my computer is a little bit ahead of the uh, a little bit ahead of the video here, but uh, nonetheless, it's 41:35 now. As Exum drives down the paint and gets an easy lay-in, miscommunication there from the Timberwolves defense, and it's 41 to 37. Here's Wiggins with the basketball dribbling right of the paint, kicks it out Towns. He'll fake a pass. Now we'll fire a three, and he gets a friendly roll, bounced off the front of the rim, off the backboard, and in. But Gobert that time, uh, you know, his tendency is to protect the paint, and Towns can take advantage of that. Niang on the right corner kicks it out to Allen on the right wing, gets a screen from Gobert, pulls up from 16, no good. Rebound, Cat. He'll get it to CJ as he'll dribble into the paint. He pulls up from there and gets the roll. As that is CJ Williams. The one-time two-way player gets that friendly bounce. Here's Grayson Allen, gets into the paint and throws the lob to Gobert, and he puts it in. Nice patience there from Grayson Allen as he fended off the defender, got near the basket, and was able to find Gobert. Towns now with a step-back three from the right wing, and he hit it. Again, Gobert not getting out on him. Towns doing a little bit of a fake handoff there to get and create space. So the Timberwolves lead back up to 10, 49-39. Here's Niang with the basketball, driving in on Tolliver. He'll kick it out to Gobert, who hands it off to Ingles. Ingles gets a screen, dribbles left of the lane, fake pass, layup off the backboard and in. It's the second time he's fooled Towns with that fake pass and finish. And the lead now down to 8. Towns dribbling over to the right wing, guarded by Gobert. Gobert getting up tighter on him this possession. Here's Tolliver up top to Wiggins. Wiggins awaiting a screen from Towns. He'll get it, dribbling left. Gets to the paint, loses the basketball, recovers it, though. Gets under the basket. Nearly loses it on the pass. It somehow finds its way to Tolliver, but he can't hit the three from the corner. Rebound Exum. He'll push it to the free throw line. Finds Ingles, left wing three. No good. Gobert on the rebound. 
He'll pound it to the floor, tries to put it up with the left hand, no good. Towns with the contest and the board. He'll kick it up to Wiggins now on the right wing. Dribbling with his left hand up top to Towns. Towns, miscommunication there. Wiggins went to cut. Towns through the pass. And Ingles able to get the transition layup. Towns ran back hard to try to contest it, but uh, committed the goaltend. As Ingles able to get that one off the backboard before uh, the block. Timberwolves 49, Jazz 43, 6.24 to go in the second quarter. We've got another foul off the ball. I believe this time it's on the Utah Jazz, so Minnesota will inbound it. Haywood Workman on the call, former Indiana Pacer, longtime NBA player back in the, uh, I believe, the 80s and the 90s. As Rose gets the inbound, he'll dribble over to the left wing. Guarded by Rubio, gets a screen from Towns. Now we'll dribble towards the corner, back up to Towns. Right side, Wiggins three, off the side of the rim, no good. Rebound Niang. He'll push the tempo for the Jazz, gets to the top of the key, finds O'Neal, a Euro step move, blocked by Towns. Beautiful defensive play. Here comes Wiggins back for the Timberwolves. He'll Euro step into the paint, and he has the ball stripped away. Out of bounds, it will remain with Minnesota. As we're over the halfway point here of the second quarter. Minnesota maintaining a six-point edge. Jazz getting off to a, a pretty good start, and then Minnesota finishing the first quarter strong to take a 10-point edge, and the Jazz trying to to cut into that here. Rose on the near sideline will inbound it to Gibson. Gibson goes between the legs back to Rose. Rose gets a screen from Gibson, dribbles to the free-throw line, will try the pass into Gibson, but it's deflected by Gobert. Here's O'Neal on the outlet, and he'll finish with two hands. Royce O'Neal running the floor well. Rubio on the delivery, and the lead is now down to four. Rose gets a screen, will pull up from the left side, and he's fouled by Mitchell. The shot was well off the mark, but not a good foul there from Mitchell. Rose, not necessarily at at this stage of his career uh, that great of a jump shooter, so fouling him, probably not the greatest of ideas. Rose with 13 points, 4 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from the free throw line, including 4 assists. He's He's been pretty good so far tonight. Rose, uh, in his MVP days with the Chicago Bulls, was a terrific mid-range shooter. One of the best mid-range artists in the league. But uh, has really struggled with his shot ever since all of his uh, his knee issues. As uh, the free, first free throw was missed, the second one is good. And the Timberwolves hit the 50-point mark. 50-45, to 45, five and a half minutes to go in the half. Rubio with the basketball. Hands it off to Crowder. Back to Rubio. Gets a screen from Gobert. At the free throw line, finds a cutting Crowder, loses the basketball, fight for it. Wiggins picks it up and hands it to Okogi. Okogi now will push it up the floor for Minnesota, gets to the free throw line, into the paint, puts it up with a right hand and in. Just continue to drive forward as the defense continued to backpedal, and Okogi got all the way to the rim. 52-45, Minnesota leading by seven. Rubio with a basketball top of the key going between the legs. Guarded by Rose, will drive right of the paint, tries to find Crowder in the left corner, but Towns with another good defensive play, deflecting that one out of bounds. Towns has been known to uh, 
to not be the greatest positional defender, but uh, he's he's made some highlight reel plays so far in this first half as the lob to Gobert off the inbounds and he slams it home. A nice drawn play out of the uh, the out of bounds from from Quinn Snyder, and they get an easy bucket out of it. Here's Rose with the basketball. Rejecting the screen from Towns, throws it up top. Towns fakes the shot, guarded by Rubio, drives left, kicks it to Wiggins, left wing three, and he nails it. Andrew Wiggins knocking down another three ball, and the Timberwolves lead back up to eight. Minnesota, seven of ten from downtown. Here's Gobert with the ball, top of the key, hands it off to Mitchell. Mitchell dribbling with his left hand, left of the lane, throws the lob to Gobert, and he tips it home. Gobert doing his job as the roll man here in the first half. He's had about three or four lobs that he's converted. Here's Rose trying to drive through traffic, has the ball poked away, but it's picked up by Towns. Towns will drive on Crowder, a little fadeaway along the baseline, a right-handed push shot, and he gets it to go. Huge size advantage for Towns on the block against Crowder, taking advantage there. Rubio with the basketball now for Utah on the left wing, looking for Mitchell curling off a screen on the left side. Guarded by Akogi. Jab stepping, now will drive along the baseline. Finds Gobert on the cut, and he is fouled by Gibson. So Gobert, not sure uh, not sure yet if, uh, if the Jazz are in the bonus or not. It looks like they are, as Gobert will go to the line. to go in the first half. Minnesota 57, Utah 49. Gobert trying to cut into the lead. The first free throw is no good. It's short. Gobert gets the ball from the referee. Well... Take two dribbles. Takes a breath. We'll fire up the second free throw. That one's good. So Minnesota leading by seven here as we approach the three and a half minute mark of the second period. Rose gets a screen. We'll fire away deep from three. That one rattles out. Rebound Gobert. He'll find Crowder on the left sideline. Into the corner to Rubio. Rubio gets a screen from Crowder, finds Crowder along the baseline. His layup is blocked away by Wiggins. He's looking for a foul as Minnesota comes back the other way and a foul on Utah. Rubio, or excuse me, it's going to be a technical foul as Rubio found the slipping Crowder inside. He looked to be open for a layup, but Wiggins coming over the last second appeared to get a piece of the basketball, but I'd need to see a replay to know for sure if it, if it wasn't a foul. And Crowder, complaining about it, was called for the tech. And Tolliver going to the line and missing the technical free throw. Here's the replay. It did appear that Crowder was fouled as uh, Wiggins making zero contact on the basketball, getting all wrist there of Jay Crowder. So uh, certainly he uh, he had a reason to, to argue that call. And uh, as Rasheed Wallace would say, the ball don't lie on that technical free throw. Wiggins will inbound on the near sideline, kicks it up to Derrick Rose. Rose dribbling with his left hand, will cross over, gets to the bucket, gets past Rubio, went for the reverse, has the ball poked away, and it will remain with Minnesota. Looked like Rose got his whole body in front of Rubio, but somehow Ricky was able to get his hands on the basketball. 14 on the shot clock for the T-Wolves. 
Wiggins will inbound it far sideline. We'll get it into Towns and another foul. Utah really, uh, they seem to struggle and don't really have anybody that uh, that can that can guard Carl Anthony Towns as uh, as few teams do. He seems to give uh, Gobert problems because of his uh, three point ability and pulling Gobert from the basket and anybody else. He seems to have the size advantage in the post. As here is a pass from Wiggins in the corner. That one's over the head of Tolliver and out of bounds. It will go back to the Jazz as we've got a Utah timeout. Minnesota leading at 57 of 50 with uh, just over three minutes to go in this opening half. But yeah, I was talking about uh, talking about the Houston Rockets and their struggles and uh, at one and five, certainly a bit of a surprise, but uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll go through some of these other Western Conference teams and, and give a few thoughts. The Dallas Mavericks, they, they certainly are a really fun team to watch. They're not playing uh, much defense, and uh, you know they've, they've got some young players there in, in Luka Doncic and, and Dennis Smith uh, and, and a guy like Wesley Matthews coming off his uh, you know Achilles from a few years ago, not, not the defensive player that he once was. So uh, their defense has, has really struggled. DeMar DeRozan uh, in, in the Spurs win over Dallas, uh, really torched Matthews throughout that uh, fourth quarter in overtime, but but uh, for uh, for Mavericks fans, uh, they got to be really happy with uh, what Doncic has has shown them. He has just been absolutely phenomenal on, uh, especially on uh, on the offensive end of the floor, knocking down the three ball, making plays for others, and. Uh, the, the ability to, to create shots for himself and others, uh, he seems to, uh, to to check all of those boxes. And so far this season, Doncic averaging over 20 points per game, over six rebounds, four assists, uh, shooting uh, about 46% from the field and almost 39% from three. And he takes some real deep, difficult three-point shots uh, but uh, you know he he's got the ability to play off the ball and uh, and be a spot up shooter. But uh, on the basketball, he's he's been pretty good. the The only concern about Doncic so far has been the turnovers. He's averaging over four turnovers per game. But again, he is uh, he is just 19 years old. He is a rookie, so uh, t- some turnovers are to be expected. But uh, um, for him to that that's probably one thing that he can clean up a little bit to to really uh, round out his offensive game. But, uh, but Dennis Smith also uh, looking pretty solid in the early going, averaging over 17 points per game, uh, shooting over 45% from the field. Uh, last year, Smith shot at under 40%. So some, some nice progress, and, and the youngsters for Dallas certainly looking like, uh, looking like solid players, and they're going to turn into to really good building blocks for that team, and, and they're going to have some, some free agency... Uh, decisions to make they'll have some cap space to see uh, who's a guy that uh, they're going to want to put around the likes of Doncic and Smith Jr. as we're back from the timeout Utah with the basketball again trailing by seven as here's Mitchell with the basketball as uh, he is fouled I believe by Akogi taking the dribble handoff Akogi a little bit too aggressive there
Jeff Teague, another guy that uh, is out for Minnesota tonight as Rose got the start. Here's Ingles with the basketball, throws it up top to Mitchell. He fakes the shot, drives into the paint. Nice little shot fake. His little floater, though, is no good. Rebound Towns. Towns will get it to Rose. Rose over the timeline into the front court. At the top of the key, dribbling with his left hand, gets around Rubio. Fade away along the baseline, gets the roll. Really difficult shot there from Rose that he puts in. Here's Rubio pushing it back down, and he gets it to Favors, but his dunk is no good. Rebound by Towns. He'll get it to Rose, who finds Tolliver at a transition right wing three, and he hit it. Anthony Tolliver shooting the lights out here as Minnesota's lead is up to 12, 62 to 50, 213 to go in the second quarter. Here's Ingles with a basketball for Utah, dribbling left of the paint, throws it cross court. Rubio fakes the corner three, drives under the basket. Left handed layup, no good. Fight for the rebound. Favors picks it up and puts it in with the right hand. Favors able to sneak inside Towns there for uh, the second chance opportunity. And the Timberwolves lead down to 10. Here's Rose with a basketball, dribbles over to the right elbow up top to Towns. Towns guarded by Rubio now, who gets it back to Rose. Rose fakes the three, drives left, gets into the paint, back to Towns. Five on the shot clock. He'll fire a deep three. That one's off the side of the rim, no good. Rebound, Favors. Favors gets it to Ingles, who dribbles it into the front court, dribbling with his right hand at the top. Gets to the right of the lane, finds a cutting Mitchell under the baseline, but he missed the gimme. He was a little bit under the rim and uh, seemed to have lost his bearings there and not able to convert the wide-open layup. Here's Rose with a basketball going behind the back. Doing some fancy dribbling, gets a screen from Towns. Throws a nice little pass to Towns on the the pick and roll, and Towns is fouled. Rose pulled up from the free throw line, looked like he was going to shoot, but then threw a nice little touch pass to the rolling Towns. Towns didn't see the ball at first, but then was able to come up with it. So Towns will go to the line as uh, the the T-Wolves are in the bonus. 112 to go in the second quarter. Towns trying to build on what already is a 10-point Minnesota lead. First free throw is up and no good off the side of the rim. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you know, a guy that is just so talented offensively, but uh, so far this season, averaging just 17.6 points per game. And it uh, not only is it uh, due to some of the field goal percentage issues, shooting just 42%, but uh, not getting enough shot attempts, shooting just 13.6 shots per ball game. As Rubio throws it to Ingles, left corner three. That one's no good. Rebound Towns, outlet to Wiggins. Wiggins in the left corner, or excuse me, the right corner pull up from 17 and he hits. 54 seconds to go in the first half. The Timberwolves 65, Jazz 52. Rubio with the ball with the right hand. Dribbling now crosses over, gets left of the paint. Fall away from 10 feet, no good. Towns with another board. He'll hand it off to Rose. Rose with 37 on the game clock. Maybe we'll go for two for one, and that's exactly what he does. He pulls from three. Off the back of the rim, no good. Rebound Ingles. Ingles with 30 on the game clock. Will dribble his left hand, crosses over. Gets into the paint. Floater with the left hand over Towns. It's good. 25.2 seconds to go. In the second period, Minnesota will be able to run out pretty much the rest of the clock here. As uh, Minnesota should go into the half with at least an 11-point advantage and could extend it to 13 or 14 with a three. Rose dribbling out the clock, 
Ten on the game clock, eight on the shot clock, dribbling with his right hand, guarded by Crowder. Looking inside for Towns, and Towns is going to be called for an offensive foul. He had Rubio on the switch, was trying to to post him up, Rubio fronting the post, and Towns seemed to use his off arm to shove Rubio in the back, and he's called for the foul. So the Jazz will get an opportunity here with a little over five seconds to go in the second quarter. Crowder rolls it into Mitchell. Mitchell picks it up, dribbles over the timeline, gets to the free throw line, into the paint. His floater, no. Rebound by Favors. He puts it in at the buzzer. So the Utah Jazz getting five points on buzzer beaters in the first and second quarter, but they trail the Minnesota Timberwolves 65-56 as we head to the halftime break. But, uh, you know, I was mentioning Carl Anthony Towns and, and the fact that he's averaging just 17.6 points per game when he's been over 20 the last couple of seasons. And, again, a lot of that just comes down to the, the field goal attempts, uh, you know, teammates not getting him the ball enough in the post. And and some of it you've got to blame on Cat himself, uh, the fact that he hasn't been uh, decisive enough calling for the basketball, especially in situations uh, where he's got an advantage. But I was mentioning the the uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, you know they they are just two and five. A lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, their defense is uh, is is 22nd in the NBA in defensive rating, allowing 113.9 points per 100 possessions. The offense a little bit better at 19th in the league at 108.2 uh, per 100 possessions. Uh, but uh, you know they're they're going to be a team that uh, I think they've got a bright future. This year might be a little bit more of a struggle than uh, than people would will imagine, but they've got some interesting pieces there. A guy like uh, Maxi Kleba has has been a solid big for them off the bench. He's uh, he's 27 years of age. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith has uh, has actually shown improved confidence in the three ball this season, shooting 37 percent from downtown. Uh, he's a guy that uh, should be able to be a rotation wing, and again, at just 25 years old. Uh, and again, Dennis Smith Jr. at 21 years of age. Luka Doncic at just 19. Uh, a guy that'll be interesting to keep an eye on for them will be Harrison Barnes. I believe he has a player option heading into this offseason. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he picks that up, and if he doesn't, if Dallas uh, thinks of him as a part of their uh, their future. Uh, he's he's 26 years old. It's it's weird to think of a guy at 26 being outside of your timetable, but when your your top two players are 21 and under, uh, that that is a significant age gap there. But uh, even Jalen Brunson, uh, their uh, their second round pick, uh, seems to be uh, you know he's not shooting the ball uh, particularly well uh, at just 32 percent from the field and, and 27 from three. He seems to be a guy that uh, has a pretty good handle and uh, knows how to run an offense. Uh, so he seems to be a, a solid pickup there uh, in the second round. So, so they've got some young talent. They're going to need some, uh, some defense on the wing, and they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do at the center position. Of course, they signed DeAndre Jordan this offseason. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, at 30 years of age is is probably not going to be uh, nearly as good of a player when, when Doncic and Smith Jr. hit their peaks, which is probably not for, for several years at the least. 
But uh, looking at uh, talking about a few more of the uh, the teams in the in the Western Conference, the Lakers are. Uh, uh, as I talked with uh, Z Sean about that last week, they uh, they seem to have some some serious issues at the at the center position, and uh, you know the some of the roster construction that uh, Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka did after acquiring LeBron James was a little bit confusing and uh, seems to still be uh, a little bit confounding after uh, the, their two and five start. And it'll be interesting to see as well if there's a little bit of pressure, given that it's LeBron James and and given that uh, the prestige that the Los Angeles Lakers organization has, it'll be interesting to see if they if they panic a little bit and, and try to make a move if if they continue to continue to struggle here at the start of this season. The Pelicans are certainly uh, you know they're, they're in the seventh spot with a four and two record in the West, but. Uh, I believe both of their losses were when Anthony Davis was out with injury. When he's been playing, they have looked absolutely spectacular. Uh, you know, the, the likes of of Davis and Holiday as a one-two punch has been has been pretty terrific, and and Miritich and Randall have been excellent as uh, as the the other big alongside an Anthony Davis. Miritich, I believe, averaging over over 20 points a game in the early going, shooting it extremely well from behind the three-point line. I'm uh, taking a look at uh, the Pelicans' numbers here. Yeah, Miritich shooting it at uh, forty, almost forty-one percent from downtown, fifty-one point five percent from the field, averaging twenty-two point seven points per game, nine and a half rebounds. So he's been excellent. Uh, Julius Randle in just twenty-three minutes per game, averaging seventeen point seven points and seven point five rebounds. So uh, in under half the game, giving them excellent production, shooting fifty-four. from the field as well. And uh, Anthony Davis, uh, you know, showing off his all-around brilliance in the the four games that he has played, averaging 27.3 points per game, 13.3 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 2.5 steals, and 3.8 blocks in 36 minutes, shooting 52% from the field and on limited three-point attempts, shooting 57%. So uh, that was something that I think the uh, the Pelicans were hoping that Davis would add to his game this offseason was the three-point shot. And he seems, uh, if uh, if the uh, the first four games are any indicator, seems to have uh, have at, has added that to, to his repertoire. But uh, the Pelicans look, look extremely good. Alfred Payton, another guy that... Uh, you know, a guy replacing Rajon Rondo. I think he's done. He's done a pretty good job of just running the offense. Um, you know, filling up the box score stats, averaging eleven and a half points, six and a half assists, and six rebounds a ball game, and uh, you know, shooting fifty percent from the field and and uh, on limited attempts, shooting uh, about forty three percent from three. So uh, they they've gotten good production from uh, from all of their key rotation cogs. And the Pelicans certainly seem to be a team that when when Davis is playing is going to be one of the better teams in the entire league.
The team we're watching here, the Utah Jazz, uh, struggling a little bit in this game, and at 4-2 and two overall, they lost that heartbreaker in that great game against the Warriors where uh, the former Jazz man, Jonas Jarebko, who was on the Utah roster last season, uh, had a tip-in at the buzzer on a Durant miss from the free-throw line. And uh, that was a, a crushing blow as the Jazz played a, a pretty excellent game against the uh, the two-time defending champs. So uh, they very easily could be five and one right now. They lost uh, they lost their other game to uh, to Memphis. But you know they're they're a team that, as I said, doing well defensively, and wouldn't be surprised if they uh, get even better on that end of the floor. Donovan Mitchell, he's he's a guy that uh, is is a pretty interesting, um, you know, barometer for how this team is going to be if they're really going to make a push to be, uh, you know, they were I believe 40, 48 or forty nine wins last season if they're going to push to be in the mid fifties like I expected. It's it's either going to be from the fact that Gobert maintains his health and and plays seventy plus games. Or it's going to be from uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, taking a bit of a leap. And so far, he hasn't necessarily done that. Uh, he's shooting 45.2% from the field and, and 33.3% from downtown, averaging 22.8 points per game. Uh, but but one of the, the problems I noticed with Mitchell last year is uh, just the, the lack of consistency, uh, and, and even not just game to game, but quarter to quarter. He'll have these, uh, he's, he's a real streaky player, and he'll have these runs where he really can take over a game. Uh, and, you know, obviously that has, has great value, but there are other games, there are other periods of the game that, that uh, he really doesn't uh, impact the game as much as you would want. Uh, so, you know, for him to take that next leap, it's going to be consistently, you know, having an impact. And, you know, whenever he's on the floor, uh, as you're watching, you, you consistently know that, that he is out there and, and making a difference. But uh, but Utah, I think, is 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 one of the safer bets to to make the playoffs this year. They uh, they just are going to be that solid defensively, and they're they're going to run a uh, a well orchestrated offense that uh, that will keep them near at least the top half of the league on that end of the floor. The. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies sitting at uh, sitting at four and two so far. The big part of uh, uh, you know they they also got off to a, a decent start last year, mind you, and due to uh, injuries to to Conley especially, but also to Gasol a little bit, they they really struggled uh, the last two thirds of the season. Uh, so just because they're getting off to a good start this year does not uh, does not mean anything. They they really do need Mike Conley. Uh, and Gasol to to be an effective basketball team, but they they have added plenty of of veteran talent, uh, getting a little bit more point guard depth with Shelvin Mack, getting a little bit more on the wing with guys like Kyle Anderson, uh, and uh, you know and, and Omri Caspi as well, and uh, their draft pick Jaron Jackson giving them a little bit more depth at the forward position, especially considering. Uh, Jamichael Green, their, uh, I believe was their projected starter to begin the year, got hurt, and he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. So having Jaron Jackson uh, for a little bit more depth 
has been a has been a positive. Uh, his three point shot, Jackson Juniors, has has not gone down like it did in summer league. He of course had that that opening game of summer league against Atlanta where he knocked down seven threes. Uh, but uh, you know he he's doing things in other areas. You know he's scoring over you know about eleven and a half points a game, over five rebounds, over a steal, and a block a game. So. Uh, he he's making plays in other areas, and uh, as a rookie, you you can expect some uh, some struggles at times. But he's he's been a a decent enough rotation guy for them. Uh, Dylan Brooks struggling in the early going, shooting just thirty two percent from the field. But you know Conley and Gasol, that's uh, that's really where uh, the bread is buttered for uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Conley actually not shooting that uh, that well, but. Uh, you know, averaging over six assists and uh, 19 points a game. And he's a guy that uh, just really gives the whole Memphis team a sense of calm when he's out there. He he orchestrates the offense. He, he gives that offensive team a, f- a flow out there. And and uh, looking at some of the offensive numbers, uh, they're, uh, they're 23rd in the NBA in offensive rating at 106.4. They've really done it on the defensive end. Maybe a little bit of a resurgence from the likes of Marc Gasol, who, who I thought maybe had a little bit of a down year defensively last season. But they're third in the NBA in defensive rating at uh, allowing just 102.7 points per 100 possession. So uh, Memphis getting it done on the defensive end so far. And uh, as of now, if the season ended today, which of course we're nowhere near the end of the season, if the season ended today, uh, the Grizzlies would be would be a playoff team. The Spurs, another team that I was uh, was pretty skeptical about, given especially after uh, the situation with Dejounte Murray and his ACL tear and him missing the season. He was, uh, by most projections, to be uh, their the, the Spurs' third best player outside of uh, DeRozan and Aldridge. But uh, DeRozan has uh, has has fit in extremely well in the San Antonio system. Uh, as I mentioned, he had that great game against Dallas where he, he really took it over and uh, and won that game for San Antonio, just torching Wesley Matthews possession after possession, getting really anywhere he wanted to go. And, uh, you know, Aldridge is a guy that uh, still, in my mind, is a top 20 player in the league and, and does a really good job. Aldridge averaging 20 and 10. And uh, DeRozan averaging over 28 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds, shooting 49.3% from the field. So the Spurs have really gotten a lot out of DeMar DeRozan, and uh, the team has, has really benefited from that. And, and you know, with the DeJounte-Murray injury, you know, that was one of the big concerns was the defense, losing, you know, not only Kawhi Leonard and, and Danny Green in that trade, uh, with Toronto, in which they got DeRozan, uh, but then losing uh, losing a, a uh, All NBA defensive guy in Murray, I really did worry about their defense, and and that has come to fruition. They're they're just 24th in the NBA in defensive rating, allowing 115.1 points per 100 possessions. But DeRozan and Aldridge has really helped them, as uh, they are 11th in offensive rating at 111.9, but. If that defense is uh, is going to be in the twenties, I don't expect the Spurs to continue to be in the playoff race. I, I, I doubt that they're going to continue to be able to maintain a near top ten offense. 
but that will be uh, that will be interesting to see as uh, we're we're underway here in the second half as to start the third quarter. Minnesota with a basketball going from right to left. Taj Gibson with the ball, hands it off to Wiggins, right side to Rose. Rose gets a screen from Towns. He'll pull up from 17 and hit. So Derek Rose's solid night continues, and the Timberwolves' lead is back up to 11. Rubio with the ball for Utah, hands it to Mitchell, back to Rubio. Rubio throws it right side, Ingles. Ingles curling into the paint, dumps it off to Gobert. Nice shot fake, let Towns go by, and then slams it home with two hands. So both teams scoring on their opening possession to start the second half. Rose going between the legs on the right wing. Gets a screen. Gets all the way to the bucket. Gobert late in rotation. And Rose able to finish. Rose with 20 points on 7 of 15 shooting. Here's Ruby with a basketball. Gets a screen from Gobert. Kicks it right wing. That's a Favors 3 and he knocks it down. Derek Favors adding to his range and Becoming a little bit of a threat, at least from the corners, which, again, those corner shots, those corner three-point shots are a little bit shorter. As here's a Towns three off the front of the rim, no good. Rebound, Gobert. Here's Mitchell with the basketball. Gets a screen from Gobert and Ingles. Gets into the paint, kicks it back out, Ingles. Ingles dribbling with his right hand, now guarded by Gibson. Dribbling over to the right wing, now will cross over. Gets into the paint, finds a cutting Favors. Ball deflected by Towns. Favors picks it up. Off the backboard, but Rubio is there to catch it and put it back in. So Rubio cuts the Timberwolves' lead down to six, 69-63 with 10-17 to go in the third. Here's Rose with a basketball, dribbling on the left wing, crosses over, gets into the corner, kicks it to Towns, up top Wiggins. He'll fire away, no good from three. Rebound, Ingles. Ingles will jog it over the timeline into the front court, gets a screen from Gobert, dribbles left of the paint. Backing in on Wiggins, now kicks it out Rubio. Rubio fakes the shot, gets Wiggins off his feet, and draws the foul. So Rubio will go to the line for two. Utah off to a a decent start here in in the third period. Utah shooting 48.2% from the field so far. 6 of 17 from 3 for 35.3%. And they're just 4 of 9 from the free throw line. As Rubio missed the first free throw, he knocks down the second one, so that makes him... Excuse me, that will make them 4 of 9. So it's now a 5-point ball game. Rose of the ball at the top of the key. Dribbling with his left hand over the left wing, looking inside for Towns. Towns guarded by Favors. He'll back down. Now doubled by Rubio. Picks up his dribble in the corner. Finds Gibson. Kicks it out. Rose, top of the wing three, and he nailed it. Derek Rose having a terrific ball game. That's his third three of the night. He's got 23. Ingles with a basketball at the Minnesota logo. Dribbling with his right hand. Finds a curling Mitchell. Mitchell crosses over, gets right of the lane, picks up his dribble, finds a cutting Rubio in the paint. Ball is deflected away, but it's going to be a foul on Rose on the steal attempt. Minnesota shooting 29 of 51 from the field for 56.9%. 9 of 17 for 3, which is just under 53% from downtown. And they're also struggling from the free throw line at 5 for 11 as Mitchell... Goes in for the lay-in, and that one's blocked out of bounds. 
It will remain with Utah with 9 on the shot clock, 9-12 on the game clock. Ingles near sideline will inbound it, guarded by Wiggins. He'll throw it up top to Mitchell. Mitchell drives right into the paint, gets to the basket, kicks it right corner, favors another three from the same spot. No good this time. Rebound to Kogi. He'll get it to Rose. Rose dribbling up to the left wing, looking inside for Gibson. Gets it to him. Gibson guarded by Favors. He'll back down. Gets into the paint. Turns over the right shoulder and puts it up with the left hand off the glass. Beautiful move from Taj Gibson, showing patience there. Rubio kicks it up to Ingles' right corner. He'll get a screen from Favors. Gets into the paint. Picks up his dribble. Tries to find Gobert at the top. And Wiggins deflects it out of bounds. It will remain with Utah with 14 on the shot clock. Both teams off to good offensive starts here in the second half. Rubio with the ball guarded by Rose. Finds a curling Ingles. Gets into the paint. Kicks it out. Mitchell left wing three. Nothing but net. Donovan Mitchell makes it a seven-point game. We're under the eight-and-a-half-minute mark of the third quarter. Rose with the ball on the left wing for the T-Wolves. Finds a curling Wiggins. He'll dribble over to the left-hand side. Fadeaway jumper from 20. He nailed it over Favors. Big-time shot there from Wiggins. He's having a nice night as well. 14 points on 6 of 11 shooting. Rubio dribbling with his left hand. Gets left of the paint. Fall away along the baseline. No good. Rebound Gobert. He kicks it out. Ingles right wing three. That's good. Joe Ingles knocking down the three ball. That's back-to-back triples for the Jazz. Minnesota 76, Utah 70. 7.48 to go in the third. Wiggins with the ball top of the key. Guarded by Ingles. Now calling for a screen from Towns. We've got a hold, I believe, on Derek Favors as he tried to prevent Towns from getting over to set the pick. Ball inbounded to Gibson. Gibson throws it right wing to Rose. Rose dribbling with his left hand. Gets over to the left wing. Hits a floater from 14 feet. Derek Rose is having a flashback night. This looks like a little bit more of the MVP Derek Rose. Here's Mitchell with the ball on the left wing. Throws it inside to Favors. Back out to Mitchell. Dribbling with his right hand. Gets a screen from Gobert. Gets past Towns on the switch and lays it in with the right hand. Beautiful move as he jumped off the wrong foot. Caught Towns off guard. So Mitchell cuts the lead back down to six. Here's Rose with the basketball. Thought about the three on the right side. He's now got Favors switched onto him. Dribbling. Pulls up from about 18 feet and nails it. Derek Rose on fire here to start the second half. The Timberwolves 80. The Jazz 72. Rubio with the ball. Dribbling with his right hand. Finds a curling. Ingles puts up the shot from about four feet with the left hand. He hit it. Joe Ingles, beautiful shot there, showing some nice touch. Here's Derrick Rose. Let's see if he goes with the heat check. Dribbling over, goes between the legs, step back, right elbow jumper on Favors. That one's no good. The Minnesota Timberwolves bench was about to go crazy if he knocked that one down. Here's Ingles with the basketball on the right wing. Gets over to the right elbow, has the ball poked away by Gibson. Ingles tries to get it back, and he's called for the foul. Great hands there from Taj Gibson. As uh, Derek Rose really carrying the Minnesota Timberwolves here to start the third quarter. He's got it going from all areas of the floor, getting the basket, the mid-range, and the three. 
And the Timberwolves lead at 80 to 74 with 6:22 to go in the third. We've got a timeout on the floor as uh, I was I was talking about the San Antonio Spurs, and even though they're off to a to a four and two snart, uh, you know, given their given their offensive and defensive ratings, their expected win loss record is as uh, a two and four. So uh, they've they've been a little bit lucky, won some close games. And again, as I said, if that defensive rating is going to be in the 20s all season, I think the Spurs are really going to struggle. And uh, I projected at the beginning of the year that this was a team that was going to miss the playoffs for the first time in 22 seasons. Of course, they've had this great run with the likes of Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and uh, Kawhi Leonard up until last season. But uh, now, you know, all of those guys are gone. And it, uh, it will take monumental efforts from uh, DeRozan and Aldridge to get them to the playoffs for another season. The, uh, the Denver Nuggets, another team that uh, has, has gotten off to a great start. I expected them to be a dominant offensive basketball team. And, and I really thought that with Millsap in the fold, you know, they were a team that uh, if, if he was healthy, and they, they get some decent health for uh, for their star player in Jokic, that this was going to be a team that was going to compete for a top-four seed, and it looks like so far that that is going to be the case. Jokic having a, a great season to start, averaging 21.5 points per game, over 10 rebounds, 6.8 assists, shooting 56.8% from the field, and over 42% from three. Uh, he's just having a terrific season to start. You know, getting solid scoring contributions from the likes of uh, of Harris and Murray. Murray not shooting the ball as well as you would you would hope uh, from the three point line in the early going, but he's a guy that uh, has shown over the last couple of years that uh, he can have some stretches throughout the season where he really knocks them down. One of the things that uh, has really helped Denver, as I mentioned, is. Uh, is the offense, but but they've also been surprisingly good defensively as well. They're fourth in the league in defensive rating. Of course, you know through the through just six games, a lot of those numbers could just be a little bit fluky. You know, if a couple of teams have off nights shooting the basketball, that could that could really change a team's defensive or offensive rating. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't look too much into that uh, fourth def- uh, fourth in defense for the Nuggets, but. Uh, their offense is 12th. I would expect that to get uh, to get even better as uh, we're back here from commercial. Rose with the basketball, jumping up in the air, finding Wiggins on the left elbow. He faces up on Ingles, will pull up from there, no good. Rebound, Gobert. The Jazz going from right to left here in the third quarter as we hit the midway point of the period. Mitchell with the basketball gets a screen from Gobert, pulls up from three and hits it. That was Carl Anthony Towns not coming out on that screen, and Mitchell had a wide-open pull-up three. So Mitchell makes it a three-point game. The Timberwolves lead down to three as Towns with a basketball on the left side, hands it off to Rose, now sets a screen for Rose, dribbles over the left, and Towns is going to be called for an illegal screen as he collided knees with Dante Exum. And uh, both players are limping a little bit after that contact. Yeah, Towns definitely moving to his left on that play. Deservedly uh, deservedly got that foul called. 
Here's Exum with the basketball, throws it right side, Mitchell. Mitchell driving on a Kogi, gets to the basket and lays it in. A couple of Timberwolves tried to block it, but that was after it had already come off the glass. And don't look now, but it is just a one-point ball game. The Timberwolves' lead is down to just one, 5.27 to go in the third. Rose with the basketball, goes behind the back, over on the right elbow, now pulls it back behind the three-point line. Triple goes left hand, gets a screen from Gibson, pulls up from there and hits. Derrick Rose continues his hot shooting, and the Timberwolves lead back up to three. Crowder with the ball at the top, throws it left side to Mitchell. Mitchell to the free-throw line of Gobert, finds a cutting Mitchell. He'll put up a floater over Towns and hits. Donovan Mitchell may be heating up here a little bit for the Jazz, and the lead again, down to just one. Wiggins will dribble over to the left sideline, and we've got a timeout from Tom Thibodeau. As uh, the Jazz continuing their hot shooting here to start the third quarter. As uh, they're trying to uh, to come back from, uh, I believe they've been down by as many as 12 in this ballgame. But going back to uh, to the Denver Nuggets, who I was talking about at the last time out, I mentioned uh, you know Murray struggling a little bit from three, but uh, I imagine he's going to pick that up. Gary Harris has been has been really good, averaging 20 points a game. You know, being kind of the uh, the the Robin to to Jokic's Batman, and they've done a lot of this without the likes of Will Barton, who's been down uh, the the last few games. But guys like uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, I think, has given them a nice boost. Uh, he's a guy that I was surprised didn't uh, didn't get a lot of playing time last year. He's getting uh, about 16 minutes a night now. One of the key guys off their bench. He's a guy that can knock down some threes. He hustles, makes some plays. He's got good length, can guard multiple positions. Uh, so uh, him being in the rotation, I think, has been a plus for them. Uh, they've also done it without the likes of uh, Isaiah Thomas, who was their one of their key free agent acquisitions to be their backup point guard. Uh, but So they've relied on, uh, on Monte Morris, who has been shooting it really well from downtown at about 43%. So he's been able to, uh, to fill in for Thomas pretty nicely here in the early going. Uh, Trey Lyles is another guy that's really struggled early on. He was a guy that shot extremely well from downtown last year, but shooting just 11% so far this season. Uh, so, you know, you, you see guys like Jamal Murray and Trey Lyles get heated up for Denver, and you could see that 12th-ranked offense jump back up into the top five where it more most likely is going to be, and uh, that would allow them to, even if their defense doesn't stay in the top five like it is now, to continue to, to, to be a team that uh, is winning a lot of basketball games. The Warriors, you know, uh, last year a lot of people talked about Golden State and, and that they were kind of slacking during the regular season, won just 58 games. And, you know, it, it is kind of difficult to, to continue to play at, uh, at such a high level of intensity when, when you've won three straight, uh, or excuse me, uh, two straight championships and have been to, to four straight finals. They're going for four titles in five years. That's just crazy to think about. But but Steph Curry has really been the engine to, to the Warriors' hot start. Curry shooting 54.3% from the field and 516 from three on 11.6 attempts a ball game, averaging 32.5 points, 5.4 rebounds, 5.5 assists. He has just been phenomenal. 
As, uh, as we're back from the commercial break, Minnesota with the basketball. Here's Rose coming off a curling action. He kicks it back out to Nunnally. Nunnally kicks it over to Rose. Rose on the right side, guarded by O'Neal. Five on the shot clock. Step back right side. He hits it again. Derek Rose continues to be scorching hot. He's got 15 in the quarter, and we still have four and a half to go in the period. Exum. Up top to Gobert. He'll hand it off to Mitchell. Mitchell dribbling left. Gets to the elbow. Throws the lob to Gobert and he finishes. Mitchell saw that Towns came a little bit too close to him, leaving Gobert open for the roll. And Gobert finishes. Rose gets a screen, gets to the free throw line, kicks it right side to Okogi. Okogi gets a screen from Gibson. Pulls up from the baseline but at about 14 feet and knocks it down. Gobert there backing off a little bit, allowing that mid-range jumper from Akogi, and he made him pay. Utah 11 of 15 from the field in the quarter. Minnesota 10 of 14. So not a lot of defense being played here. A lot of good shot making. As we've got a foul off the ball in this possession for the Jazz, and uh, the Utah will inbound it. We'll get a reset of the shot clock to 14. Three forty-seven to go in the third. Minnesota eighty-six, Utah eighty-three. Jazz in possession here. They can cut it to one or potentially tie with a three. Exum will inbound it. Gets it into Mitchell. Mitchell gets a screen from Gobert. Gets to the free throw line. Dribbles left to the paint. Gets a Kogi on his back. Puts up a floater and gets a friendly roll. Beautiful patience there shown by Donovan Mitchell again. Uh, Cat there, a little bit worried about the lob to Gobert, kind of laid off and allowed that floater from Mitchell. Here's Rose with the basketball, kicks it up top to Towns. Towns fakes the three, drives in, step back from the free throw line, no good. Rebound by Gobert, he'll get it to Exum. Exum right wing to Crowder. He fakes the three, gets all the way to the bucket, and he's going to get a a layup out of that one as Towns came over for the block, and he's going to be called for the goaltend. Thibodeau not liking that call. From what I saw, it looked like that was the correct call, but it'd be nice to see a replay on that one. Rose with the basketball dribbling with his left hand, gets a screen, gets to the paint, crosses over, puts up a floater, and gets the bounce off the rim. Got that one off just over the outstretched fingertips of Gobert. Rose with 33 points. 13 of 22 shooting. Royce O'Neal kicks it up top to Gobert, hands it off to Crowder. Crowder steps into a three. No good off the back of the rim. A rebound, Nunnally. Nunnally will get it to Rose. What does Rose have in store on this possession? Rose getting a screen from Towns. Gets to the free throw line. Finds Towns on the roll and he's fouled. Derek Rose playing at an extremely high level, especially on the offensive end of the floor. Not only getting his own shot there, but uh, uh, you know now that uh, he's really got it rolling, the defense paying a little bit more attention to him. And that time he was able to find Towns with a bounce pass on the roll. Minnesota 88, Utah 87, 238 to go in the third quarter. Towns at the line, 4-2. Towns with 17 points on 6 of 10 shooting from the field, including 12 rebounds at a couple of blocks as he knocks down the first free throw. Towns takes a couple of dribbles, lines up the second, and that one's good as well. 
So Minnesota lead is back to three. As flying back down the floor is Mitchell. He bumps into a defender, finds Crowder left wing three, and that's good. Minnesota looking for a charge as Mitchell came rumbling down the floor and ran into a Timberwolves defender, but no call, and that opened up a Crowder three. So we are tied at 90. Here's Rose with the ball, gets a screen, gets the left elbow, kicks it right side, nuttily into the block to Towns. Towns guarded by Favors, turns over the left shoulder, off the glass, and in with a right-hand jump hook. Carl Anthony Towns just so skilled on the block. Favors with the ball at the top of the key, and he's going to be called for a travel. Towns was uh, exhorting the other referee on the other side of the floor to call the travel, but uh, one of the referees got it, so the right call was made there. Rose will dribble it over the timeline, into the front court, gets a screen from Towns, step back, thought about the three, gets it to Towns at the top, and he nails it. Carl Anthony Towns with back-to-back hoops. And the Timberwolves lead back up to five. Towns now with 23. Here's Crowder in the right corner. Facing up on Tolliver, finds a curling Mitchell. He gets into the paint, tries a reverse, no good. Rebound favors. He goes back up and he draws the foul. So favors will go to the line for two with uh, just over a minute and a half to go in this third stanza. Looked like Rose got a lot of ball on that uh, steal attempt on Favors, but uh, was called for the foul nonetheless. Favors lining up the first, and it's no good off the front. That one didn't have much arc to it. Second free throw from Favors is up and in. So Favors makes it a four-point Timberwolves lead, 95-91. Here's a Kogi with a basketball. He'll cross over on Mitchell, gets into the paint. A nice dump off to Towns, and he lays it in. A Kogi getting ahead of steam, getting to the bucket, and laying it off for his big man. Minnesota's lead back up to six, a minute 12 to go in the quarter. Mitchell dribbling near the half-court line, guarded by Akogi, dribbling with his left hand, gets a screen from Favors, gets left of the paint, stops there. Fadeaway jumper, that one's off the rim, no good. Towns punches it out to Akogi. He'll get it to Rose. Rose dribbling over to the left side, and we've got another foul on the floor with 59.3 seconds to go in the period. Akogi... Uh, for a rookie, certainly is uh, is not shy. He's very aggressive out there, and uh, he he seems to be a very confident player on both ends of the floor. As I said in the early going, though, uh, may be a little over aggressive at times. Here's Rose with the ball, gets a screen from Towns, drives right of the paint, gets all the way to the bucket and lays it in. Derek Rose and nearly gets a steal there. Exum picks it up along the sideline. Now he'll push it. He gets all the way to the bucket, tries to slam it on Tolliver, who blocked it, but Mitchell right there for the putback. Tolliver with a terrific block as Exum tried to give him a facial. But uh, fortunately for the Jazz, Mitchell was there to, to collect the miss. 
34 seconds to go in the quarter. Rose with the basketball, throws it to Towns, left elbow. He is bumped by Favors. He puts up the shot, and I'm not sure if they're going to count this. I don't believe they are. I think that's the right call. He got bumped and then went into his step-back motion for his jumper. Tolliver got all basketball on that block, but uh, there was enough force on the dunk attempt that Tolliver, when he blocked it, uh, was falling backwards, which allowed Mitchell to come in and and pick up the loose ball and lay it in. So even though that that shot does not count for Towns, the Timberwolves are in the bonus, so uh, Cat will get two free throws here. And the T-Wolves get a two-for-one opportunity because uh, there's about 30.6 seconds on the game clock. Towns knocks down the first free throw. Looking at some scores from around the league, the Pistons lead the Nets 96-91 with 5.42 to go in the fourth quarter. The Nuggets leading the Bulls by two with 11.46 to go in the fourth. The Knicks lead the Pacers 72-68 with 2.59 to go in the third. And Towns knocking down that free throw gives Minnesota a 101-93 edge over Utah. Here's Mitchell with the basketball, 20 seconds on the game clock, 12 on the shot clock. Mitchell dribbling over to the right side, gets double team, finds Crowder, left wing three, he's nailed it. Jay Crowder knocking down another shot near the end of the quarter and uh, makes it a 101-96 game as the lead has been cut down to five. Rose with the basketball, left wing will pull up, and that one's short, rebound Crowder as the third quarter comes to an end. We've got uh, we've got some good games around uh, around the association. Yesterday we had a couple of games: uh, the Trailblazers beating the Houston Rockets 104-85, and the Memphis Grizzlies beating the Washington Wizards 107-295. But uh, going back to I was talking about Golden State at the last timeout, and uh, and Steph Curry just has been absolutely on fire in the early going, putting up numbers uh, on par, if not even maybe slightly better than his his MVP season, his unanimous MVP season of 2016. An interesting storyline, though, has been Clay Thompson's struggles. Thompson has been one of the more consistent players and three-point shooters in the NBA the last four or five seasons, but he's really struggled from downtown to start the year, shooting just 31.7% from three. Very unlike him. Uh, you know, I'd be shocked, again, given his the sample size that we have on Clay Thompson of him being a 40-plus percent three-point shooter. I would be very surprised if he doesn't get close to that again this season. But uh, that's something to look out for is, uh, you know, if he continues to struggle, that, that makes that Warriors offense a little bit easier to deal with. Uh, when you've got... Durant, Curry, and and Thompson all shooting it at above 40% uh, with their skill level. Uh, they're, they're just so difficult to guard. But uh, that, that certainly has been an interesting development. Draymond Green, uh, you know, was limited uh, in his minutes to start the season, but he seems to be getting better and better as, uh, as the season has progressed. And, you know, Damian Jones is a guy that uh, they, they've put into the starting lineup at center. With the uh, with JaVale McGee going to L.A., you've got uh, Zaza Pachulia going to 
Detroit, and of course uh, David West retired. So uh, they they aren't as deep at center as they've been in the past. But uh, Damian Jones has has gone in there and. He's done a reasonably good job, especially on the offensive end, catching lobs. He's he's shooting 77.8% from the field, so he's he's done a terrific job as far as uh, being a role man and, and finishing inside. Uh, but uh, it, it's been interesting to see that a guy like Jordan Bell has, has played fewer minutes, played about 11 minutes a game compared to Jones's 17. Uh, you know, Jordan Bell, I, I believe, to be the Warriors' best center. But uh, we're back here with uh, with Utah in possession, going from right to left to start the fourth quarter. Exxon gets a screen from Gobert. He puts up a floater, and that one's over the backboard, and it's out of bounds, though, as uh, Minnesota couldn't claim the rebound. Utah will keep it. Jazz trailing by five here as we begin the period. Royce O'Neal, Dante Exum, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, and Jay Crowder for the Jazz. We've got uh, Gorgie Jang, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Tolliver, Nunnally, and C.J. Williams for the Timberwolves. As here's Gobert on the right side of the floor, we'll hand it off to O'Neal. O'Neal dribbles towards the right corner, pulls up from 16. That hit every part of the rim and came out. Rebound Jang. Jang will get it to Williams, who will dribble it up towards the right wing, up top to Jang. Jang will hand it off to Wiggins. Wiggins dribbles to the free throw line, spins, fade away from there. That one rattled out. Rebound, Gobert. Gobert hands it off to Ingles, who will dribble it down the right sideline, gets a screen from Gobert going to his left, and it's going to be a foul on C.J. Williams on the bump. Being a little too aggressive on the ball handler Ingles there. 18 on the shot clock as Utah will embat it on the far sideline. Exum will get it in. He throws it into Gobert. Gobert at the top of the key will hand it off to Ingles. Ingles curling to the free throw line, finds a cutting O'Neal. Back out, right wing, Exum three. He hit it. Dante Exum with a big bucket. And the Timberwolves' lead has been cut to two as we hit the 11-minute mark of the final period. Williams up top to Jang. Jang dribbling with his left hand, hands it off to Wiggins. Wiggins dribbling with his left, gets a screen, gets to the paint. Euro step around Gobert, but Gobert blocked it. He got all of that one. Rebound O'Neal. O'Neal will push it. Dribbles over to the left side. Hands it off to Ingles. Back to O'Neal. Back to Ingles. Ingles now waiting a Gobert screen. 12 on the shot clock. Gets left of the paint. Finds a cutting Gobert. Kicks it right corner. And that's a Crowder three. So back-to-back threes for the Jazz. And Utah takes a one-point lead. And Minnesota will call a quick timeout here as the Jazz get off to a 6-0 start to this fourth quarter. Beautiful pass from Gobert rolling down the lane, too. You know, that's something he has improved on over the years as that roll man, when the defense collapses on him, able to to stop, not get a charge, and able to find the open shooter in the corner. The Warriors, with, uh, you know, with Steph Curry's real hot start, uh, obviously have been just a terror on the offensive end of the floor. Their offensive rating, they're putting up 121.7 points per 100 possessions. Just unreal numbers there. Their defense, uh, you know, 12th in the NBA at 108.5. So, you know, a point differential uh, 
of over uh, about 13 points per game. A really, really impressive start to uh, to the Warriors' season. It looks like they're not going to surrender the one seed like they did last year to the Rockets, especially given that they've already got over a five-game lead on Houston to start. That's going to be a tough, uh, uh, a tough uh, distance for the Rockets to cover over the course of the rest of the season. Moving on to talk about some of the Eastern Conference teams, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, at seven and zero, still the the only NBA team left that is undefeated, and uh, they they've done a really good job with Budenholzer's system of of putting up a lot of threes. Uh, they're seventh in the NBA in offensive rating, putting up one hundred thirteen point seven points per hundred possessions and second in defensive rating at 98.7 points per 100 possessions. So very dominant start for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo averaging 25 points, over 14 rebounds, 5.7 assists, uh, shooting over 50% from the field. So he's been uh, uh, really good. He has struggled with some turnovers, averaging five turnovers a game. But uh, another real bright spot for the Bucks is Chris Middleton, uh, averaging over seven attempts from three per ball game and shooting at a 54.9% clip from three. He's averaging over 20 points, over five rebounds, and about four assists. So he's been uh, a terrific second banana for that Bucks team. And they've gotten balanced scoring from the likes of Brogdon, Bledsoe, and Lopez all around that 12 to 13 point range. Uh, so, you know, Budenholzer has had a, a great effect on that team. They're shooting more threes. They've got the roster to shoot threes. And uh, they're playing a lot better defense, not as helter-skelter uh, like they did last year under Jason Kidd where they were surrendering a bunch of wide-open corner threes and, uh, you know, c- forcing a lot of turnovers but allowing a lot of easy shots as well. Here's Rose with the basketball for Minnesota out of the timeout. We've got a foul off the ball as Exum was switched on to Jang, and he held him up to try to prevent uh, Jang from getting inside position. 10-17 to go in the fourth quarter. Utah 102, Minnesota 101. As the Timberwolves going from left to right here in the final period. As Wiggins inbounding it to Tolliver, we've got an offensive foul off the ball again on, uh, this time on Minnesota. So Utah will get it back. I didn't catch exactly who that was on there. Might have been on Nunnally. As Exum with the basketball for Utah, looking for Ingles off a curl. Can't find him. Now will cross over on Rose. Gets left all the way to the bucket and lays it in. Beautiful rejection of the screen there from Exum. Rose blown by off the dribble defensively. Rose now with a basketball. Goes behind the back, dribbles it off his foot, picked up by O'Neal, and he tried to find a teammate, and Jang kicked it. It'll be a kickball violation. It will go back to the Jazz. So Utah on a bit of a run here. 8-0 to start the fourth quarter and lead it by three and could make it a lead of five or six with a bucket here. Exum gets it to Crowder on the left side, looking for Ingles on the curl. Ingles will back out. Now we'll get a screen from Gobert. Dribbles right. Puts up a floater with the left hand. No. Gobert with the putback. No. Another attempt by O'Neal. No. Rebound by Nunnally. He'll push the tempo. Now we'll pull it back out. Finds Jang up top. He'll hand it off to Wiggins. 
Wiggins will fire a deep three from the left, and he hit it. Andrew Wiggins showing some proficiency from downtown of this ball game. I believe that might be his third from downtown. As the, we've got a tie ball game, we're knotted at 104. Crowder with the ball finds Ingles on the cut. Right of the lane, he puts up the left-handed layup. No good, and a foul on Wiggins. So Ingles will go to the line. Wiggins calling for uh, the offensive foul. He was suggesting that uh, Ingles pushed off with his off arm, which uh, I tend to agree with after looking at that. Ingles at the line for two to try to give the Jazz the lead again. First one is up, and that one's off the right side of the rim, no good. So Ingles will have another opportunity. The Australian will have one more to give the Jazz a one-point lead. The Jazz with a couple of Aussies on the roster with the likes of Ingles and Exum. Second one is up, and that one's no good either. So we remain tied at 104 as Rose picks up the rebound. He'll push it. Looks for Tolliver, but the pass was a little bit too far. He tries to save it. It's into the hands of George Niang, who gets it to Exum. Exum drives down to O'Neal, right wing, into the corner to Ingles. He'll drive baseline back out to Exum. He fakes the three, drives in, gets into the paint. We've got a blocking foul on Tolliver as he tried to take the hit on the drive from Exum. Pretty good uh, basketball on both sides there. Utah moving the basketball, quickly driving and kicking. Minnesota contesting, getting out, helping. And that uh, seems to be a good call there as Exum able to avoid Tolliver's chest and Tolliver slid in his path. Here's Exum with a screen from Favors. Fakes the shot, gets it into Favors at the last moment. And Towns is called for the foul as he tried to get the block. He does not like that call. But a beautiful play by Exum. That's something that uh, you know he hasn't shown a lot of uh, you know a lot of ability to to pull off in his first couple of seasons. You know he had, he's been injured so frequently throughout his career. He hasn't had a lot of time playing uh, to learn the little nuances. But that time driving in, really committing the defender to the fact that he was going to take the shot, and then dumping the ball off to the big man at the very last possible moment. And he gets his man Favors uh, two free throws as Favors knocks down the first. So Utah with a one-point lead. Favors will have one more here. 8.39 to go in the fourth. He knocks it down. So Utah 106, Minnesota 104. Timberwolves with possession. Tolliver will inbound it after the Jazz go with a full-court press. He gets it into town to walks it into the front court. He'll hand it off to... Derek Rose. Rose dribbling over to the right side. Guarded by Exum. We'll get a screen from Towns. Rose back up to Towns, but it's deflected by Exum. He'll dribble all the way in. His layup is no good. Rebound Favors. He slams it home. So Exum missing the easy one, but Favors there, and he's got his back. So the Jazz lead back up to 4, 108-104. Here's Wiggins with the basketball. Throws it up top to Towns. He fakes the pass. Puts up the three. That one rattles out. Rebound Exum. As we hit the eight-minute mark of the final period. Exum dribbling with his left hand, gets under the hoop, gnashes it, finds a cutting O'Neal who slams it home. So Utah continuing their role here in the fourth quarter, and their lead is now up to six. 
It's a 14-3 run to start the period for the Utah Jazz. Rose with the ball on the left side. Looking in for Towns. Towns guarded by Favors. He'll face up. Gets into the paint. Puts up a jump hook. We've got a foul, though. Haywood Workman calling it on a bump on the drive from Towns. So Minnesota will inbound it. That steal from Exum, that's something, though, that uh, he's shown from day one. He's, uh, he's a very good defender. Really long arms. He anticipates well. Gets into passing lanes. Here's Rose with the basketball dribbling towards the right side. Throws it up top to Nunnally. Nunnally guarded by Ingles. Back to Rose. Rose now isolating on Exum. A beautiful crossover. Gets to the paint and lays it in off the glass. And here's a steal on the inbounds. Tolliver finds Rose, who is fouled by Exum. And then Rose, as he fell down, he hit his head on the back of Tolliver. Or, excuse me, the back of Rose's head hit the leg of Tolliver. So he's in a little bit of pain here, but I think he should be all right. Beautiful move, though, from Rose on the crossover. As Exum fouled Rose, and as Rose was falling back from the contact, Tolliver came from behind, and, and Rose, Rose's head made contact with Tolliver's leg. He's walking it off now. The, f- the fans here in Minnesota giving Rose a standing ovation here. He has been absolutely terrific tonight. Rose, 15 of 25 from the field en route to his 38 points. He's got six assists, four rebounds, and two steals as well. As the first free throw is good. Utah 110, Minnesota 107 as Josh Okoji checking into the ballgame for Minnesota. Rubio and Crowder checking back into the game for the Jazz. Rose lining up the second free throw. That's good as well. So it's a two-point game. Utah leading 7.15 to go in the final period. Here's Favors with the ball. Hands it off to Rubio on the right side. Rubio now dribbling towards the top. Now gets a screen from Favors. Right of the paint. Pocket pass to Favors. He can't handle it. Rebound by, or excuse me, uh, loose ball picked up by Towns. He'll hand it off to Rose. Rose now on the right side. Gets a screen from Towns. Dribbling over the left. Guarded by Rubio. Now awaiting another screen from Towns. Gets switched on to by Favors. He gets into the paint and lays it up and in. He hung in the air as well as Favors attempted to contest the shot. Rose hung in there. Favors came down and then Rose released it and got it to go. Derek Rose, absolutely phenomenal. And I believe that's going to be 41 points on the night so far for Derek Rose. An absolutely terrific performance. Shades of 2011 Chicago Bulls, Derek Rose, here this evening. But uh, we've got a timeout on the floor, so I'll talk more about uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, I mentioned, of course, Giannis's big-time numbers. Chris Middleton attempting more three-point shots. Having Brooke Lopez out there attempting a bunch of threes as well uh, really spreads out the floor, allows Giannis to operate and have space to move. Uh, the uh, the addition of uh, Irsan Ilyasova, he's playing good basketball for them. And Dante DiVincenzo, I think, has been a, a, a really solid pickup. He was the number 17th overall pick in the NBA draft. 
he's uh, he's essentially replaced the likes of uh, of Matthew Delavadova and Sterling Brown in the lineup. So you know he's he's given them some solid minutes, uh, averaging eight points, four rebounds, uh, shooting forty six point seven percent from the field. Uh, you know he's just been a guy that uh, has been a, a solid backup guard for them. Has been has been pretty good defensively as well. He's been kind of their uh, if they've made any offensive defensive moves, he's been part of their defensive lineups. But uh, but Milwaukee's certainly looking like an excellent team, and I wouldn't be shocked if they finish with uh, one of the top couple of records in the East this season. But, uh, you know, another another uh, team that uh, I think a lot of people expected to be really good was the Toronto Raptors, and, and certainly there were a lot of question marks about DeMar DeRozan, or excuse me, not DeMar DeRozan, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, so far, so good for him. They, they have sat him a game or two, I believe, uh, to, to just make sure that, that that quad tendonitis does not flare back up like it did a couple of times last season. Uh, so, he, so he has sat out some, but he sat out two of their games. But uh, Leonard averaging 27.3 points per game, 7.8 rebounds, a couple of steals, shooting 50.4% from the field and 44.4% from three. So Leonard appears to be, um, you know, if not 100% the player he was a couple of seasons ago, pretty close to that. Uh, but the other guy that I think has been one of the the key uh, reasons why Toronto's gotten off to such a great start is Kyle Lowry. You know, he the last couple of seasons he's lowered his usage and, and improved his uh, and upped his three-point shooting. He's kept that up, but he's, uh, he's really upped his passing this year. Uh, he's always been around six or seven assists per game, but so far this season up at 11. And he's done so without really hogging the ball. It's been it's really, really impressive to watch. As uh, we're back from commercial break here as Mitchell tries to drive in, he forces it and uh, has his shot rejected, and it's picked up by Wiggins. So Minnesota with the ball, tied at 110, 6.24 to go in the final quarter. Rose with the basketball now at the Timberwolves logo, gets a screen from Towns, dribbles to the free throw line, now fading towards the left. Switched on to by Gobert. Four on the shot clock. Rose crosses over. Pulls up from 18. Gobert with the rejection. Wiggins picks it up and does not get the shot off. A shot clock violation. There, Gobert showing off his length on that defensive possession. So Utah with the ball and an opportunity to take the lead as we uh, we hit the halfway mark of the fourth quarter. Mitchell with the ball, dribbling to the right. Guarded by Akogi, gets it to Gobert, back to Mitchell, over left side to Rubio, back to Mitchell. Mitchell now fakes going right, tries to drive in, and he has the ball poked away, and it's going to be a foul called on Derrick Rose. Rose trying to get the steal. Again, Tom Thibodeau, just about every call against his team, has a a perplexed look on his face. So Mitchell will go to the line as the Jazz are in the bonus. So they'll be shooting the rest of the way here. Mitchell with 21 points on 3 of 5, shooting from downtown. First free throw is up and in. So Mitchell gives the Jazz the lead once again. Again, Utah coming into the fourth quarter, trailing by 5, but but went on a great run to start the period. Mitchell's second free throw bounces off the front of the rim and rolls in. So the Jazz lead up to 2 here. Minnesota with the basketball. Here's Wiggins pushing it and getting the bucket inside as Minnesota not wasting any time after the free throw make. 
Got the ball down quickly to Wiggins, and he forced his way to the basket and got it to go. So we're all knotted up at 112. Here's Mitchell with the basketball. Throws it left side. Rubio fakes the three, gets into the paint, has the ball poked away, picked up by Rose. Rose will push it. Gets it over the timeline into the front court. Stops at the three-point line, now pulls it back out. Guarded by O'Neal. Will reject the screen from Towns. Gets under the basket. Tries to find Towns on the cut. Back up top to Akogi. He fakes the three, steps in, and draws the foul on Crowder, who fell for the shot fake. I believe that's going to be a two-shot foul, as Akogi was originally behind the three-point line, but to draw the foul, stepped inside of it. Or maybe not. It's close. We'll see if the refs maybe go take a look at that. Actually, it looks like it will be three. He did step in, but then he pulled his foot back uh, right before he released the basketball. So it will be a three-shot foul. So the rookie drawing the foul on on the veteran there, Crowder. And it looks like we've got a timeout on the floor with 5.16 to go in the fourth quarter. We're all even at 112. But I was, uh, last break I was talking about the Raptors and uh, and Kyle Lowry's improved performance. Uh, just playing excellent basketball, shooting 42.3% from downtown, scoring over 18 points, over 11 assists, uh, just playing absolutely terrific basketball. And his usage rate uh, still lower than you would expect from a, a a, an all-star player, but a little bit higher than it's been in the past. He's at over uh, about 20.6% usage, but uh, he has been absolutely phenomenal, 65% true shooting for Lowry. And, you know, a guy like Danny Green has been a, a big-time uh, acquisition. He looks uh, pretty good. You know, he was dealing with a partially torn groin for most of last season with San Antonio and struggled, but this year playing extremely well, shooting 46.8% from downtown, averaging over 10 points, nearly five rebounds. And uh, for a wing, you know, he's one of the best shot-blocking wings in the league, averaging a block a game. He's had a couple of impressive chase-down blocks in the early going. Another thing that Nick Nurse has done that I think has been interesting is he's he's messed with the uh, with the starting lineups a little bit uh, with with the likes of of uh, Jonas Valanciunas and uh, and Sergio Baca, uh, depending on the matchup, playing either one of those guys at center, and uh, you know I, I've I've really liked that. You know they they oftentimes with Dwayne Casey would would make those adjustments uh, in the playoffs once they got down in a series. But you know if you do that throughout the regular season and to make your team comfortable with it, it's a little bit more of a uh, a smooth transition when you have to make those moves in pressure situations like the playoffs. The first free throw from from Okogie is good. So Minnesota taking the lead once again at 113-112. He's got two more to go here. The second one is up and good as well. Okogie having a, uh, a solid night. He's plus nine in the plus minus. He's got ten points. Four rebounds, a couple of steals as a third free throw doesn't fall. So the the lead remains at two for the T-Wolves as we approach the five-minute mark of the ballgame. Here's Gobert with the basketball on the left elbow. Picks up his dribble, hands it off to Ingles. Now he throws it to Mitchell, who drives into the paint. Shoulder charges over Akogi, lays it up and in, plus the foul. Akogi took the brunt of that contact, but I believe he's going to be called for the foul. Actually, they haven't. Uh, they haven't yet 
put the the score on. So let's see what uh, what they're going to call. I wouldn't be shocked if they call this offensive. Mitchell did lower the shoulder a little bit to get a Kogi out of his way. Nope, they are going to count it. It's going to be a three-point opportunity for Mitchell. So we are all tied at 114, and Mitchell trying to break the tie, and he does. So a high-scoring ball game here at the Target Center in Minnesota as Taj Gibson, again with full-court pressure from Utah, pressure from Utah will dribble it up. He'll hand it off to Rose. Rose at the Minnesota logo, guarded by Exum. Going between the legs, awaiting a screen from Towns, will dribble to his right. Gets to the right elbow, back up to Towns. Towns fakes the three. Throws it to Gibson, left corner three. That one's off the side of the rim, but it goes right to Towns, who finds a cutting Gibson. He puts in a reverse layup. So Taj Gibson, off of his missed shot, able to cut and get an easy bucket, and the Timberwolves lead it. 116-115. Here's Mitchell with the basketball. Gets a screen from Gobert. His jumper no good. Rebound, Exum. We've got another foul on the Timberwolves. It's on a Kogi. A little bit unfortunate, the last couple of fouls for the rookie. Seemed like he had pretty good position on that Mitchell drive and took a shot to the chest, but was called for the foul. And this time, Exum, running after a loose ball, kind of just runs into Akogi, and Akogi got called for it. So Exum will go to the line because, again, the Jazz are in the bonus. So Exum with an opportunity to tie and potentially take the lead as he knocks down the first. So it's 116 all, 422 to go in the fourth quarter. And he knocks down the second. So Utah retakes the lead at 117-116. Minnesota with possession. Rose with the basketball. Gets a screen from Towns. Tries to find Towns. He wasn't open. It's deflected. Utah brings it back. Rubio finds Exum, but he's too far out of the basket. He kicks it back out. So Utah will pull it out, but then Gibson fouls. He was uh, he, he gave Exum a two-arm shove and then put his hands in the air like, I'm innocent. But I believe he knew he was uh, he was guilty of the crime there. And so he actually looked like his left hand came in and tried to swipe the ball and, and hit Exum on the shoulder. So a good call there from the referees, and Exum will, will get another trip to the free throw line. Try to extend the Jazz lead. Exum with 10 points on 3 of 4 from the line, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. First free throw is up and in. Second one is good as well. So the Jazz build their lead to three as we hit the four-minute mark of the final quarter. Rose dribbling the ball on the left sideline, guarded by Exum. He'll drive left, gets under the basket, passes it back out to Gibson. Gibson finds Rose in the corner. Rose gets a screen, gets to the paint. Floater over Gobert, no good. Fight for the rebound. Towns has got it. Ball is deflected. Ball out of bounds, and it will remain with the Timberwolves. Towns was asking for a foul there, but uh, he does get his team a second and a third opportunity at the basket. Towns just flying in there. Gobert coming in from behind and deflecting it, and then Crowder knocking it out. So here's Okogie on the far sideline. We'll get it into Rose in the left corner. 
Rose with 10 on the shot clock will step back from there and hit the three. Derek Rose with another big time shot and we are knotted up at 119. Derek Rose has just had it all going tonight. Here's a near steal by Wiggins, but it's picked up by Ingles in the backcourt. Ingles gets a screen from Gobert, gets to the free throw line, left of the lane, kicks it out to Exum. Exum kicks it out to Rubio, but we've got an offensive foul as Ingles called for it, called for the illegal screen as he tried to free Exum there after the pass. So a turnover on the Jazz, and Minnesota now with an opportunity to take the lead. Derrick Rose with 44 points on the evening. Just a stellar performance. Rose dribbling over to the right wing. Cross court to Gibson. Hands it off to Wiggins. Wiggins gets into the paint. Attacks Gobert. Lays it up. No. Gibson there for the follow. Puts it in with the right hand. Minnesota takes a 121-119 lead. 2.48 to go in the fourth. Exum with the basketball for Utah. Dribbling at the logo. Gets a screen from Gobert. Dribbles to the left elbow. Now dribbling with his right hand up top. Guarded by Rose. Now will cross over. Gets into the paint. Tries to find Gobert on the roll. And we've got another foul on Minnesota. So Utah will stroll back to the free throw line. This time it'll be Gobert that will take the free throws. Excellent with another nice drop-off pass in traffic. But Rose on that last possession. Exum doing pretty well defensively. But Rose just stepping back and finishing. First free throw from Gobert is good. So the lead for the Timberwolves cut to just one. Gobert with an opportunity to tie it here with the second. What a ball game this has been. Real offensive battle here, especially in the second half. Second free throw is well short, but Wiggins can't come up with a rebound. It's tipped back out, and Utah has it. Here's Rubio with the basketball, left of the paint, kicks it up top to Exum, inside to Gobert. He tries to pass it out, but it's deflected and stolen by Rose. I'm not sure if it was Wiggins or Towns that got his hand on it, but Rose picked it up, and he'll dribble it into the front court. Guarded by Exum, 14 on the shot clock, dribbles, throws it up top. Towns has got a pick and pop three, no good. Fight for the rebound, it's picked up by Ingles. Nearly a foul on Wiggins there, but Rubio gets it up top to Exum, Exum back to Rubio, Rubio near the target center side, gets a screen from Gobert, drives right of the paint, gets under the basket, kicks it to Crowder in the quarter, he fakes the three, back to Rubio, Rubio now switched onto by Gibson, he steps back for a three, that's short, rebound Crowder and he's fouled, the foul's going to be on Akogi, so Utah again with an opportunity to go back to the charity stripe. That's really what has kept them in the ball game as Minnesota has knocked down field goal after field goal. Utah has just gone back and hit free throw after free throw. But nice effort there from Crowder to go from the right corner to get into the paint and get that rebound in front of Okogie. But the first free throw is short. So back-to-back missed free throws from the Jazz. Minnesota continues to hold on to the lead here. As the Jazz just 16 of 26 from the line as Crowder knocks down the second. And we are all tied at 121. We've got a timeout on the floor, so I believe it's Minnesota taking it. So we will have a short break here. But uh, 
Another uh, team I wanted to talk about a little bit was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Of course, the recent news that Ty Lue just got fired. And uh, to be honest, I think it was uh, it was deserved. He he just was getting nothing out of the team defensively. Uh, they you know the the hope was that LeBron was a big part of the problems last year with his lazy transition defense and and those sorts of issues. But uh, it you know uh, given that they they've been really bad on the defensive end of the floor the last couple of years and and continued to struggle through the first six games of Lou's tenure this year. Uh, it, it's pretty evident that Tyron Lue is not a good defensive coach. And uh, offensively, while uh, they are uh, 14th in the uh, the NBA in offensive rating, uh, they, they haven't done a good enough job, in my opinion, of, of getting Kevin Love involved enough. Uh, and, and Love has certainly struggled as well, but uh, they haven't gotten him the kind of looks that he got in his Minnesota days where he was the number one option. They've kind of just thrown him the ball in isolation and had him face up from about 18 feet, and I just don't think that's where uh, Love is at his best. Uh, so really on both ends of the floor, I just don't think Lou had much of a plan for how to have success with this roster. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's not surprising to me that he got fired, and I think uh, he, he probably deservedly got fired. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if the Cavs get any better uh, after after that move or if they're going to continue to struggle and potentially get another high pick to pair with the likes of Colin Sexton. As we're back now as Minnesota inbounding it, Rubio kicks it on the inbounds. Kogi trying to get it in, so uh, we've reset set the shot clock to 24. 144 on the game clock. Kogi trying to get it into Towns. He does to the right wing. Towns up top to Wiggins, who hands it off to Rose. Rose, the hot man tonight. He's got the basketball. Guarded by Axum, who will get a screen from Towns. He'll throw it back out to Towns. Towns picks up his dribble, trying to find Rose. Good denial from Axum. Towns will fire a contested three over Gobert. No good. Rebound Crowder. Good defense and possession there from the Jazz. Ingles walks it over the timeline. 15 on the shot clock. Dribbling with his left hand. Gets a screen from Gobert over to the left wing. A beautiful pocket pass. He puts it up, and he's fouled. He can't get it to go. But a gorgeous feed there from Ingles. Perfect timing on the pick and roll with the Stifle Tower. Solid screen set by Gobert. Switching the angle at the last moment. And uh, Ingles with the perfect timing on the bounce pass. Gobert nearly getting that to drop. First free throw is up and good. So Utah retakes the lead 122-121. Just a minute and 13 seconds to go in the fourth. Gobert with 21 points, 13 rebounds on 9 of 11 from the field. Second free throw is up, and that one's no good. He is just 3 of 7 from the free throw line, though. That's the one black mark on his resume tonight. As Rose will dribble it up, we're all, excuse me, Jazz with a one-point lead. Rose dribbling right of the paint, pulls it back out. Guarded by Exum, gets a double screen at the top, dribbles over to the left side, goes past Gobert, a beautiful shot fake, and he lays it in. He let Gobert fly by, and he put it up off the glass. Derrick Rose now with 46 points. An unbelievable performance, and that actually is a career high for Derrick Rose. Joe Ingles with a basketball on the left side, throws it up top to Crowder, cutting into the paint, finds Gobert. His shot is blocked, but a foul. Anthony Tolliver and the entire Minnesota team can't believe the call. Derek Rose, though, absolutely sensational as we're getting a look at the replay here. 
Oh, I can't believe this is a horrible call. Rudy Gobert was under the basket. He seemed to lose it, and then Tolliver was able to hit the basketball. Uh, there's a reason for uh, for the complaining there. I think that was that was a missed call there, and uh, Gobert misses the first free throw. So a, a big free throw coming up here because uh, the Timberwolves lead by one, and Gobert trying to tie the ball game. Gobert coming into the game, shooting 73.7% from the line, but just 3 of 8 tonight make it 4 of 9. And that was a big one as we're tied now at 123 with 36.9 seconds to go in the fourth. We've got a timeout as Minnesota looks like they'll draw up a play here. That's the Timberwolves' last timeout, so that could come into, could be a factor uh, in the last couple of moments if uh, uh, without the ability to advance, that could become troublesome. But, um, you know, mentioning the, the Cavs, uh, they, they just have, they've really struggled, and it's been part love, it's been part, uh, I think, Ty Lu is, is partially responsible. Uh, and uh, they really haven't gotten the likes of, uh, of Rodney Hood going that well. He's just shooting 31.6% from downtown, averaging just 14 points a game. Uh, you know, one one positive has been the all-around play of Chetty Osman. He he really was uh, was was playing well the first couple of games. Uh, he's come back down to earth a little bit, but averaging over three and a half assists a game, over five rebounds, over thirteen points, shooting forty-two percent from downtown. So he's been a bright spot for them. He's he's done a good job of pushing it in transition and making some plays. Uh, but uh, you know, they they just haven't gotten a lot of production throughout the roster. Uh, moving on to another team in the East, uh, the Boston Celtics. They've got a 5-2 and two record. They're in third in the East behind the likes of Milwaukee and Toronto. Uh, they, uh, I'll, I'll talk about them if we get an, another opportunity here with a, with a timeout. But uh, we're back from the last break. Minnesota will have the basketball. Again, we're tied at 123, 36.9 seconds to go in the fourth. Rose will inbound it on the far sideline, guarded by Exum. It's Rosa, Kogi, Towns, Wiggins, and Tolliver for Minnesota. Rubio, Crowder, Ingles, Gobert, and Exum for the Jazz. Here's Rose with a basketball, dribbling left of the paint, gets under the basket, jump stops, fade away along the baseline, hits a right-handed jump hook. Derek Rose now with 48, and he gives the Timberwolves a two-point lead. He's calling for the crowd to get on their feet. It has just been sensational what Rose has pulled off tonight. And uh, it really has been one of the better performances in Derrick Rose's NBA career. And that includes his days as the MVP of the league. Got a screen from Towns, dribbled under the basket, jump stopped and faded away and put up a little bit of a right-hand jump hook over the contest of Dante Exum. It was very good defense from Exum throughout. Can't play much better defense than that, but Rose able to get it to go. Rose with 48 on 19 of 31 from the field, including 4 of 7 from 3. 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals for the former MVP. But uh, looking at Boston, you know, a couple of the things that people were really curious about with, uh, with the Celtics was how does Gordon Hayward look? I think, uh, you know, it, it doesn't look great, but he, he's certainly not anything to really be concerned about. Hayward shooting 40.7% from the field and 36.4% from three. I think it was to be expected that he was going to sh- have some signs of rust. But uh, a guy in Kyrie Irving, I think, has, has been the, 
the bigger question mark. He was my pick for MVP, but uh, I was expecting him to put up numbers similar to what he's done throughout his career. But so far, uh, he's really struggled. He's put up just 16.4 points per game on 42.7% from the field and 30.6% from three. So Irving certainly struggling for Boston. As we're back here, Utah will inbound it. Joe Ingles on the far sideline. He'll look to throw it in, guarded by Wiggins, gets it into Crowder. He fakes the handoff, drives in, picks up his dribble, hands it off to Gobert. Gobert will back down, spin on Towns. His jump hook is no good. Rebound by Carl Anthony Towns, and he is fouled. Gobert going a little bit out of his comfort zone there. He got the ball, spun in the paint, and put up a left-handed jump hook. Uh, just unlikely that he was going to knock that down. Tried to go off the backboard, but missed it a little bit to the left. And Towns then getting fouled by Gobert. So Carl Anthony Towns will go to the free throw line to try to extend the Timberwolves' lead and make it a two-possession game. 20.4 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Carl Anthony Towns with 27 points, 4 for 9 from the three-point line. So he's having a very effective offensive night. First free throw, no good. So that keeps the Jazz breathing here. As uh, even with this made free throw, it will still be just a one-possession game. I should say, even if he makes this next one, it's not guaranteed that he will. But Towns, typically a, a pretty good free throw shooter. But this is a pressure moment. Lines up the second, puts it up. That one's good. So the Jazz will not call timeout here, trailing by three as they will bring it in. Dante Exum gets a screen from Ingles, gets all the way to the bucket and throws it down with 16.5 seconds to go. And we've got a one-point game here as Minnesota needs to inbound it. They do not have any timeouts. Carl Anthony Towns was running away from the ball. The referee urging him back towards it. He'll throw it into Rose. Rose getting double-teamed along the baseline and is a foul called as the Jazz players looked like they weren't trying to uh, to commit a foul. They were looking for a potential quick steal. But the foul is called. Yeah, Ingles uh, looks like he, he got Rose in the face there uh, with, a, with a flailing limb. So Rose will go to the line, and he's looking for points 40, 49 and 50 here. Jeff Teague urging the crowd to uh, to quiet down here. 13.8 seconds to go. First free throw is up and good. So that's number 49 for D. Rose. Minnesota 127, Utah 125. Again, even with, uh, with two makes here, Utah will still have an opportunity to tie it, and the Jazz still do have a timeout. Second free throw is up and good. So Derek Rose with 50 points, and now Quinn Snyder... He likes to use his final timeout, so Utah will get it as uh, the, the Timberwolves players all surround Derrick Rose and congratulate him for hitting 5-0. But uh, Boston, uh, going back to the Celtics, again at 5-2, and two, Kyrie Irving a bit of a concern, Gordon Hayward, uh, you know, playing reasonably well, and uh, I think he's going to get better as, uh, as the season progresses. But uh, they've been a real balanced offense. Nobody averaging over uh, 16.6 points per game. Their leading scorer is Jason Tatum. Uh, but he's even been struggling a little bit from the field, uh, shooting just 40.4% from there and 28.6% from from three. But uh, one one nice thing to see about Tatum is he is, he is getting to the free throw line a little bit more. 
attempting 4.6 free throw attempts a ball game and shooting 87.5% on those. Also, uh, you know, 8.1 rebounds is also is also pretty solid. Uh, but the Celtics offense just has not been as good as uh, as Brad Stevens and, and a lot of uh, Celtics fans would have hoped. They're first in defensive rating, but uh, just 28th in offensive rating. And a lot of that, again, comes down to the likes of uh, of the shooting struggles of of Irving, Hayward, Tatum, and and pretty much uh, throughout the roster, you see some uh, some poor field goal percentages. Even a guy like Al Horford struggling at 43% from the field and 29 from three. So we're back now. Utah with possession. Rubio will inbound it on the near sideline. 13.8 seconds to go. Timberwolves lead by three. Rubio gets it in. Crowder gets a good look for a three off the back of the rim. Rubio chases it down, though. Throws it. Ingles right corner three. No good off the back of the rim. Back to Crowder. Into the left corner. Exum. His shot is blocked by Rose. And that will do it. That caps off a brilliant, absolutely phenomenal, whatever (laughs) exclamational word you want to use for Derrick Rose, he was terrific, not only scoring 50 points, but making the game-saving defensive play in the closing seconds, and the Timberwolves pull off a 128-125 win over the Utah Jazz what a ball game, and, and what a great game to do for this first episode of uh, League Pass Radio on this season of Duncan Dynasty. Boy, oh boy, that was absolutely ter- terrific. Utah with about three opportunities at the end. A bunch of long rebounds off of the misses. Jay Crowder's three was real close off the back of the rim, and then Ingles missed it. it went back to Crowder, who tried to find Exum in the left corner, but Rose coming out and getting a piece of that corner three and closing off the deal for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Minnesota improves to four and four overall while Utah falls to four and three overall. A career night for Derrick Rose. And uh, thank you again for, for listening to this episode of Duncan Dynasty. I'll be off next week, but uh, following that, I'll, I'm sure I'll have another guest from Sports Business Classroom to uh, to come on and, and talk. But uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Duncan Dynasty. If you'd like to support the show, you can follow me and the program on Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave a rating and review. You can email me at g-bougay, B-U-G-A-Y, at O-N-U dot E-D-U. You can uh, give me any questions, comments, concerns, compliments. be happy to, uh, to hear from you, and uh, hopefully I can get back to you as well. You can get a hold of me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Garrett Bougay. Garrett is spelled with uh, two R's and two T's. You can also uh, catch me on Twitter at Garrett Bougay. I plan on airing episodes just about every Wednesday with occasional breaks throughout the uh, the entirety of the 2018-19 season, including the off season. And uh, if, you're, if you're starving for more content, I urge you to check out any of my guests' previous material uh, A lot of the guys I have on have their own podcasts as well and do a lot of interesting stuff. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day. Leftovers or... 
the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.